I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun Who plays basketball, come to my smart house Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry Because I'll bet my mom can't And welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Westaway. And I'm the other host, Andy Farrant. Merry Xmas to everyone listening uh, when this podcast goes out on Christmas Day. Um, however you celebrate, whatever you're up to today, we hope you're having a lovely, festive, seasonal time. Happy holidays, Andy. Do you have my gift there? Yes. The one from me? Luke. Yep. Uh, I've done something pretty special this year, Luke. I think you're going to be excited. Oh, um, right. Okay. I'm going to unwrap yours. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, actually, I've... Luke, if you if you care to head out into the garage and check the trunk of your car, okay. I think you will find uh, a couple of podcasters in there who oh. won't be making a Christmas episode this this year. That's right. It's Commode and Mayo. They're bound oh. and gagged in the trunk of your car, Luke. Oh my gosh. Hang on, I have to help them. No, no, Luke. <laughs> Luke, that's not that. I went to great pains to get them, lure them away from their families at this this happy time of year. Speaking of great pains, they look very cross. Yeah. All right. Well, if you don't want it, you, you can return it for store credit. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a podcaster of equal value. Yeah. 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 I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> well, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. Well, they're for weirdos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got you mm-hmm. a, I went, I went, why are, you thinking, down. why are you thinking about it? Surely, you know. Well, 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 I'm thinking how best to tell you. Oh, okay, fine. Because it's bad news. Oh, right. Wow. I, got okay. you, I went down to the centre of the earth, and I got you a little. <laughs> I got you a little mole person from the movie Motocrossed. Oh, just to, well, that's yeah, nice. Just to to help you out. Is this him over here in the corner, hiding sort of partially behind the curtains? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's him. Yeah. He's oh, all chewing on the curtains. That's yeah. Not... Turn off all the lights would be my advice. Ah, right. Okay. Because yeah. he is he is blind and will lash out. He will lash out if wildly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean wildly. <laughs> That's good. I thought this was going to be like a, a, a gift of the Magi situation where I got, I sold my Mark Kermode to buy you a Simon Mayo. Oh. But you sold your Simon Mayo to buy me a Mark Kermode and we ended up. Oh. Uh, yeah. We, we ended up with a complete set. We ended up with a complete set and then we could listen to their great thoughts on Godzilla minus one. Oh man. The problem with Kermode and Mayo and mm. them being a running joke on this podcast is that I respect them so damn much. <laughs> I listen to the podcast all the time yeah. with an increasing sense of guilt that we like have this running. I'm like, oh man, what if Andy finds out how much I listen to them? Well, okay, because it's Christmas, I'm going to allow myself this this anecdote. Okay, but, um, because you know it's a bit name droppy, but I was I was at um, I was at a, a place the other day, and mm-hmm. I got into the lift, and then immediately after I got into the lift, a man came into the lift with me. <gasps> And it was it was Simon Mayo. Whoa! I know, and I was like, I suddenly felt I flushed hot with guilt. I was like, oh no! And then I was mm. like, wait a minute, he doesn't he doesn't listen to our podcast. It's fine. That's what you think. So that's what you think. Well, maybe he does. Well, look, Mr. Kermode, Mr. Mayo, if you ever listen, please, please, let's collaborate. Yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> let's swap please. podcasts for an let's... episode. Oh yeah. You know what, Kermode and Mayo, it's all very easy, isn't it, until you've walked a mile in someone else's shoes. Yeah, it's very easy to review good films like Godzilla Minus One. You try reviewing, what are we doing today? A Very Nutty Christmas. You do A Very Nutty Christmas and you see how you podcast. Yeah, let's see how you like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, love you. Oh, they've done it well and (laughs) 
yeah, thoughtfully and actually yeah and crucially within about four minutes <laughs> not, not two hours <laughs> two hours of rambling nonsense <laughs> okay 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 a very nutty christmas yeah it's not it's not a disney channel movie because it's our christmas no but if i'm being completely honest with you listener and i strive to be always we are looking several times over the horizon to, to the point where there aren't any more Disney Channel original movies left, right? I mean, we will run out eventually. We will run out eventually because those cowards can't make them fast enough, even though... I mean, Eisner, was, Eisner was cranking them out, but... I know. It seems as if almost no effort went in, and yet they can't make them very fast. What gives? <sighs> I know. So it's very, Yeah. Um, but anyway, our schedule is eclipsing the Disney Channel's schedule. Mm. Uh, so I guess one day, theoretically, we, we will run out of Disney Channel original movies. And when that happens... I we'll want... need to find new prey to feast upon. Yeah, exactly. Rich new veins of mm. uh, of ore. And, you know, the kind of one thing I love is Christmas TV movies. I love all TV movies because there's just something about the fact that they're made for TV that made everyone do a big, everyone involved do a big sigh and not try their best. <laughs> not try very hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I guess I suppose you can consider this us dipping our toe dipping our uh, toe into um, we've got so many more decoms to do though so yeah like, don't worry know. not happening anytime soon but yeah. you know just keeping an eye on it yeah yeah um okay should we hear a trailer first yes yes i'd love to hear a trailer this holiday season it's a wonderful lifetime we have to make fifteen thousand cookies before christmas hello nutcracker you're gonna help me get through the holidays huh at your service He's the wooden nutcracker come to life. Christmas is magical. It's a time where anything can happen. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and Barry Watson. I'm here because we need each other. New movies all season long. A very nutty Christmas. Premieres Friday, November 30th on Lifetime. Is there anything you want to say up top, Andy, about a very nutty Christmas? Apart um, from the fact that its title is awful. Yeah, it's the it's the worst title I think maybe I've ever heard. Um, I'm just trying to, off the top of my head, think if I can think of anything better. Christmas Nutcracker. Yeah. Pull my Nutcracker. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not that. Maybe not that one. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have Another to insist. One? What about the Nutcracker? Oh, well, yeah. The Nutcracker brackets a very nutty Christmas. All right, what about a, a cracking Christmas? Or... Oh, a cracking Christmas is, is good. Yeah. It's Hero good. in the half shell. Oh, like that's, yeah. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas, Christmas in a nutshell. Christmas in a nutshell is nice. Um, oh, that's lovely. Christmas in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Unfortunately, the only thing on the whiteboard here was a very nutty Christmas. A very nutty Christmas. Yes. Yeah. This film came out in 2018, so it's quite recent. It's only five years old. Yeah. So despite despite the sort of the writing and the themes and the way it's shot and everything in it seeming like it was made in 2004 it's actually yeah. from 2018 it's yeah it's actually really recent so mm. it's made by heartbreak films that's yeah. heart spelled h-a-r-t which is the production company owned by melissa joan hart and her mother paula hart yeah and her dad's uh, her dad bred the hitman hart yes of course he was also yeah. involved he was involved yeah he scared off rival production companies <laughs> yeah he put them in the sharpshooter 
the, the, the website says, realising that there wasn't any real programming that the whole family could watch, Paula Hart and Melissa <laughs> Joan Hart decided to found Heartbreak Films in 1993 to produce both projects for Melissa to star in and projects that they can produce. Um, I didn't know this, but they produced Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And you will def- if you watched a lot of Sabrina, like I did and every right-thinking individual did, then you will definitely recognise the Heartbreak Films logo from the yeah. end. Um, it's like with a broken heart. heart. Yeah, little heart snaps in yeah. half. Um, so, yeah, this is, although this seems like a sort of weird little anomaly of a TV movie, this is actually a small slice of a gigantic production empire. Content strategy. Content strategy that Melissa Joan Hart and her mother Paula Hart have basically been been running with immense success for decades. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish them... I, I wish them nothing but good fortune, frankly, because... I've, yeah, they've carved out yeah. a nice little niche for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, shall we get into... Um, a very cr- cracking Christmas. Cracking, cracking it, into Cracking, cracking into, into Christmas. Cracking it for Christmas. Yeah. Have a nut for Christmas. Cracking one at Christmas. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Nutting. Nut, nuts. Nothing but the best. A Christmas nut. <laughs> I hope someone's listening to this while like making Christmas lunch and various <laughs> relatives various relatives are sort of wandering in and out of the kitchen. They're just catching snippets. Mm. Look, the thing is, I'm a I'm a grown-up man now. The part of my life where I would laugh at the word nut just in and of itself is over. Oh, okay. I, was, I have moved sure. beyond that. However, must be nice. However, this movie doesn't isn't just the word nut it is the word nut in all sorts of different contexts uh-huh. and with all sorts of different prefixes and suffixes <laughs> so i don't mind saying that i find it very funny every time someone says nut nutty it, 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 when i was writing my notes for this there's a part where the, the nutcracker starts cracking nuts really fast and i could yeah. not think of a way to phrase it other than he's he cracks his nut cracks nuts in his palm okay and yeah. Every, he's, then he's, every time I wrote that, it was yeah, it was yeah. making me laugh, and that basically sustained me through my note taking yeah. for this one. He's, he's nutting at an unbelievable speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so all I'm all I all I'm doing there, I suppose, is just laying the groundwork for the fact. Look, we're not children. Yeah, the word nut is not inherently funny, but my no, God, does this movie get creative with the word nut <laughs> and things yeah. about nuts and the presentation of nuts? Yes, yes. Nuts are presented. Anyway, we start. We start with a montage of cake baking. It's a hive of activity in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart is there with two other employees. There's a mustachioed man called Justin and a woman called Rosa. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart plays a character called Kate Holiday. Uh, she's in Chef's Whites, um, so you know that she's the important one. Yeah. Whereas the other two scumbags are just dressed in normal clothes and aprons. We get shots of Magimixes doing their things. It's a sort of organised chaos. Tray after tray of decorated cookies are laid out and packed into boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn that the shop is called Dancing Flowers. Flowers spelt F-L-O-U-R-S. I hate this so much. I hate the name Dancing Flowers. I can't look at it. It looks wrong. It's like the words look wrong to me in my it mind. It looks like they've missed a letter. I don't know what it's a pun on. Like I know, like dancing Dance, flowers, like but, dan- it, but dancing it, flowers, like with it, a W, isn't yeah. an idiom, really, is it? Is it a, like a song in the Nutcracker? I don't care enough to have googled it, but I is don't that know. a reference? Dancing flowers. Hang on, let me check. Dancing flowers, Nutcracker. What? Okay, there's a waltz of the flowers. 
So that must be what they're playing off. Well, why don't she call it Waltz of the Flowers? Waltz of the Flowers. Also, dancing flowers. You, like, how many flowers are you using? <laughs> dancing well, flower, maybe. Well, we know that they use nut flower. Um, <laughs> in which, again, sounds like a horrible euphemism. <laughs> Everything in this film sounds like a horrible euphemism. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the the idea this this scene is supposed to create the atmosphere is one of a hectic bakery. Yeah. People are like passing in the kitchen and doing that spinning thing where they're holding trays. Melissa Joan Hart is taking Instagram pictures of cookie platters. Yes, um, she's te- she's ordering the people around. Rosa needs to make the cutouts thicker. Justin needs to add sprinkles to the frosted ones. Something pings and she opens the oven and she sighs. A batch is burned. Mm-hmm. The timer didn't go off, says Justin. Uh, it did, says Kate. It's just that the music in here is so loud that you couldn't hear it. And also the timer did go off. The audience all just heard it ding seconds before you opened it and revealed they were burned. So yeah, that's what, what that's what the ding was. I don't know what the problem is. In Kate's defence, the film is supposed to be telling us that Kate is a sort of hectoring, micromanaging um, yeah. boss who is constantly stressed. But all three of them have the job to make cookies and Kate has to give instructions like make the cutouts thicker and add sprinkles to the frosted ones. Surely these things are just the recipe. Yeah. And also have these people never baked before? It doesn't seem so. They're just sort of eye- eyeballing the measurements. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably right. In the in the montage, we see in slow motion like a bunch of little edible silver balls lovingly scattered on a cookie, and one just sort of like rolls off. Like <laughs> the, the 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 actual cookie making is extremely amateur in this yes, film, at least absolutely. from Justin and Rosa. So Kate goes out into the bakery because the phone is ringing, and we get to see the bakery itself. Um, it is. Like all Christmas TV movies, an absolute riot of poinsettias. Poinsettias and ribbons. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's poinsettias and ribbons. The vibe of these Christmas movies, like the decorations are always so fascinating to me because every room is Mm -hmm. like, has to be maximally Christmas decorated. It's like a minimum of three Christmas trees, but they're so soulless. It's just endless, endless ribbons and endless... Well, also, they don't really have a lot of budget in these films. So it's always like they just went to like a Christmas market and just said, give me all your ribbons. Yeah. And then they would just sort of fire them out of a T-shirt cannon into the room. And they were like, yeah, that's it. That's done. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that's that's fine. You can see see all of them. Yeah, it's the most decorating. Yeah. And bear in mind that like these films don't even care about how this relates to the characters or the story because this is about a woman who does not really have much joy of Christmas and yet yeah. you look at the bakery she runs and you think all she did all year was like grow and harvest poinsettias <laughs> like that was the what the business was yeah if you watch this this scene, looks like a florist there's more poinsettias than there are cookies so yeah, far but there is genuinely a row of poinsettias a foot deep in front of the <laughs> sneeze guard with the cookies like if you went in here to buy a cookie you would have to wade through waist high poinsettias can, can i take a poinsettia as well i'm sorry the poinsettias are not for sale they are not for sale don't touch yeah. them they're delicate so as luke mentioned the phone is ringing um mm. it's general mcdavid from army uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello general says okay what can i do for what you, can I do for you? <laughs> what's that you want to double your cookie order anything for the soldiers she says mm-hmm um then later in the back of the shop. <laughs> well, she says, she says, Operation Cookie Drop is ready to go into action uh, on Christmas Eve. And then she says, yes, General, I understand. I will not call it Operation Cookie Drop. <laughs> I guess this is in case America's enemies were to 
Well, to hear the code name. Yeah, get wind of this. Um, uh, well, maybe or, the code that's being used as a code yeah, name for exactly. a real military yeah. operation. Operation so. Cookie Drop is actually going to be an, yeah. an extremely... Um, like Isn't that what they when they killed Osama bin Laden? That's what it was. I think it was Cookie Drop. Yeah. Operation Cookie Drop. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, it's like Kate, don't use that. That's Kate. used. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we're using yeah. that still. I know we got him, but we're still using it. We're, yeah, but we yeah we retain we we keep the IP <laughs> the, of the code name. So yeah, so, the army wants cookies. So yeah, the army wants co- <laughs> an enormous enormous amounts of cookies in the back of the shop. Kate breaks the news to her own troops. Yeah. General McDavid just upped our cookie order. Uh, boss, we can't keep working overtime. Of course you do. I mean, we have to make 15,000 cookies before Christmas. You know I quit my job at the law firm so I'd have more time for my painting. You are an artist. I mean, look at these sprinkles. You're like the Jackson Pollock of cookie decorating. I am. You know, when we said we were best friends and we wanted to do everything together, I didn't think you meant... Everything. Come on, you guys. We can do this. We just have to step it up, okay? Six days until Christmas. It'll all be over soon, and then we can go back to being happy. Um, <laughs> you've, got a, you've got something on your face. So Justin says, boss, we can't keep working overtime. And then Kate says, of course you do. Which... <laughs> Isn't a response to to we can't keep working overtime, but I guess there was no way of taking it again. It's a pretty good response to give, though, if you're the boss and you don't want to enter into a proper conversation about overtime. I would I would be confused and sort of wondering what she meant by "of course you do." If you're a little little management tip, if your employees ever ask for say they can't work any more overtime, just start making bird noises and sort of flap your arms and walk out the room. Yeah, just say conversation over. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And then you're like, "Yeah, you're already in your car." And then say, "Oh, I'm sorry. I have a superpower that makes you not be able to hear the sentences I'm saying properly." Yeah, it's a sort of aura I emit. I heard that one. Yes, well, it's intermittent, isn't it? Oh, okay. Rubber baby bumper. Yeah, see, it's happening again. Just happened then. You're right. Yeah, it did. So there's no way for us to engage on in on the topic of overtime pay. Yeah, you're right. I guess I better make fifteen thousand cookies. Exactly. Corn flour, corn flour, rubber baby, something, something. Back to work. Yeah. So uh, I think, I don't know if it, like now is the time to get into this, but this this is a enormous cookie order. 15,000 cookies. Well, okay. So we later find out that this is for a military installation called Fort Drum. Yeah. I googled it. Uh, the population, according to Wikipedia, the population of the CDP portion of the base was 12,955 in the 2010 census. Okay. And the order is for 13,000 cookies. So basically, someone's been, someone's been on Wikipedia right. <laughs> in the making of the film. So <laughs> every everyone gets a cookie and then gets there are 45 s- left over, I guess. For the, for ge- the, for the general. <laughs> for the general's private stock. His private reserve. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. He he must yeah. reap the rewards of having achieved that rank. Yeah, the five uh, cookies to himself. The sweet the sweet benefits of rank. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, I, I, sorry, that wasn't to say that this idea that they have to make thirteen thousand cookies for the army is in any way sensible or coherent. Because no, it but isn't. what you can't see just listening to clips is that this kitchen is about fifteen feet across. Yeah. There are three people working here. They have one oven. Whenever yeah, and two you see of them the- are Justin and Rosa who burn everything and can't yeah. make cookies. 
But also, whenever you see anyone take a batch of cookies out of the oven, it's one cookie sheet with 12 cookies on it. So yeah. they're doing like 12 at a time. And every time they do it, they go like, ah, oh, another day's work. Yeah. They're like, how are you possibly going to make <laughs> like five figure cookie amounts? Well, they probably can't, but they don't dare tell the general. Yeah, <laughs> he would strafe them, wouldn't he, in his F-14? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You would send the jets over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Imagining Justin running away from a plane like uh, in that Cary Grant movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 The guns firing. So Justin is a frustrated artist. He quit his job at a law firm so he'd have more time for his painting. But Mm. Kate tries to convince him that decorating cookies is the same as that and that he is an artist. She calls him the Jackson Pollock of cookie decorating, which isn't complimentary because Jackson Mm. Pollock's whole thing is mess. Yeah. And like, I, but that was intentional, whereas Justin's not doing this on purpose. He's trying to make it look nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's about, anyway. Mm. Justin, Rosa, meanwhile, yeah. is um, Kate's best friend. Mm. And she sort of coerced her into working at this bakery and making 15,000 cookies in, <laughs> in three days. Yeah, for the, the army. army. For the troops. <laughs> yeah. America's enemies would love to see the army yeah. um, the, the army weakened their blood <laughs> sugar levels low. <laughs> yeah. America was about to be defeated, but then they ate a cookie and it gave them the quick energy they needed. The quick energy they needed to fight. To storm the beaches, yeah. Yeah. Kate says, come on, guys, we can do this. We just have to step it up. It's just six days till Xmas. That's right. There's only five days till Christmas Eve. So it's 3,000 cookies per day. That's a lot of cookies. Well, also, cookies only stay fresh for like three days, right? Yeah, that becomes a plot point later on. Yeah. So So they they actually can't start making... making, They can't make these cookies yet. They can't, I mean, they all, could, they could, all they can do right now is write letters to their loved ones. Yeah. Uh, get their affairs in order. <laughs> I, re- get ready to ready to die in the kitchens trying to make that many cookies. I mean, I uh, I know, you know, I make cookies sometimes and I guess you could freeze the dough, but they don't seem to have any kind of like industrial scale equipment at this bakery. No. And also, while you could freeze the dough, that's not the impression that you get from this bakery. They very much sort of um, hold themselves up as an, as an artisanal um, school yeah. of cookie excellence, e- even though... The cookies, when you see them, look quite dry and tasteless. Yeah, and sort of tastelessly decorated. Do you know what they're like? They're, yeah, they're just sort of like it's really basic. It's like short sort of sheet sheet icing. Yeah, like <laughs> decorations. Like this. This is a big cookie that looks like Santa's face. Do you ever see like cooking TV shows where it's all about presentation, and you'll see a chocolate cake that's like nine feet high and yeah. and like extremely ornate, but it's actually mostly like fiberglass or polystyrene. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. sort of inedible, kind, basically. Yeah, yeah, they're like that. Except they don't look that good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look they're, bad. Um, they're not appetising. No. Particularly. Um, but anyway. So she says th- it'll be over soon and we can go back to being happy. She then plugs in the machine that throws flour in her face and everyone laughs. She tastes yeah. the face flour and says there's too much almond flour in it. Cut it back by a quarter cup. So they don't even have the recipe standardised. No, they're still experimenting. It's amateur hour. She's like, oh yeah, cut cut this back. What are you doing? They are just eyeballing the amounts in these these yeah. friggin' cookies. Just eyeball the cookies. And then then a, a bell rings. Like a, we get shots of the town, and a bell rings, like a school bell. And a bunch of school kids run in. Yes, J- Justin is overwhelmed by children. So this bakery is fulfilling commercial orders for tens of thousands of cookies <laughs> at a time, and it's still open as a regular bakery business. So and only ha- I think it needs more than three employees. Well. Well, that's what that's what Rose is going to argue. Perhaps a supernatural sexual nutcracker. <laughs> so Rosa 
So Rosa moans that the <laughs> Rosa moans that the kids coming in are out of school and they're going to wreck the place. Um, but Kate comes out into the bakery to calm things down by giving every child free cookies. Every which... child gets fifteen thousand cookies. <laughs> Oh no, now we're behind for the army. The general's not going to be pleased. The general climbs into his tank <laughs> and starts trundling down the street. I'm imagining the general as um, the bad guy from Avatar. You know, sort of like, <laughs> and he's strapping himself into like a walker. <laughs> <laughs> he's chomping a cigar. Yeah. It's like, show you. So the yeah. kids are also charmed. By a Santa in the store who strolls in, ho ho hoing, moving among them with good cheer. Um, Kate and Santa retreat into the kitchen. Well, Kate walks up to Santa and goes, "Hi, Mark!" in front of all the kids. So yeah, nice, nice one, Kate. Kate. Yeah, no Christmas magic in her heart. Yeah, she tells Santa to remove his wigs because of health and safety. Yeah, he grudgingly does. She says that he has to. He's in a food preparation area, so he has to wear a hairnet, uh, even though she's not wearing a hairnet. <laughs> And neither are her two employees. He is <laughs> yeah, resistant so to this idea. They've washed. They've probably gone through some sort of airlock that disinfects them. For they've gone through some, yeah, some kind of misting nozzles. Yeah, a simple yeah. misting. A misting nozzle. Mm. <laughs> you haven't been through the misting <laughs> nozzle, so it's the hairnet for you, I'm afraid, Mark. So this is her boyfriend, a guy called Mark. He is an aspiring actor. Yeah. Um, Kate complains that Mark hasn't liked any of her Instagram posts yet, yeah. and he counters that she didn't come to help him read practice santa well, dialogue at his yeah. house he says he was running his lines and she's she says like ho 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 she spits with venom yeah at him but it turns out that he's supposed to read the night before christmas to the kids on christmas yeah. eve here's the thing though when you get to do that there is a book so how much do you need to practice to read a book to children yeah well Not you know he might he might have some unusual takes on the the, the performance yeah yeah i mean Could every mumble, time mumble every time the whole thing <laughs> Every time I read... Like Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, that's just... before Christmas. I'll be reading really the night before has. Christmas in my electric phase, regardless of what the fans think. Not a Christmas during Maybe he's got, like, some fun voices planned yeah. for the... I don't know. For the kids. What are they, whatever the... I don't, I, don't, I don't even care. Okay. <laughs> but don't even worry, though, because um, they're about to break up. Because yeah. Mark reveals that he was he did he didn't need Kate to read his lines because he was comforted in his grief in his grief by a photographer called Tiffany. That's right. I was supposed to come to your place last night. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Tiffany stopped by. The photographer from the Santa booth. Mm-hmm. She's gonna help me out tonight too. And one thing led to another. And... Mark, we have a great relationship. You have a great relationship with your cookies. You are always working. You are always at the store. Is it my fault that the bakery is so popular? I mean, actually, yes, it is, because I make great cookies. I'm sorry, Kate. I'm breaking up with you. Mark, I... I have to get the cookies out of the oven. I'm sorry, Kate. But that's the way the relationship... crumbles. That was an absolutely savage breakup. Mm -hmm. So casually cruel. Well, I mean, he, she did. They did have a date, and she stood him up. And he does a read to, to read a children's book. I'd skip that date. He does read to children on Christmas Eve. Well, like his, you know, he will later reveal himself to be bad. Santa is his job. Re read this children's book and practice it on your own time. It's going to take fifteen minutes. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, that is true. You don't have to set aside a whole evening to read a children's book. He didn't have to say that's the way the relationship crumbles and then crush a cookie in his fist. Yeah, he crushes a cookie in his fist like like someone sort of crushing a heart in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, like Emperor Palpatine crushing yes. a, the kyber crystal of your lightsaber or something. Exactly. Um, so later, Rosa and Justin are gossiping in the kitchen about the breakup. They talk about how some people miss all the signs when it comes to relationships, and then they look at each other in a way that tells the audience that they fancy each other but are shy. As if they wish they could have a very nutty Christmas of their own. (laughs) (laughs) But are shy. But are shy. (laughs) Melissa Joan Hart is in the fridge drinking eggnog out of a jug. Yeah, she's filled a Pyrex with nog. Yeah, Um, she's getting nogged off her noggin. Yeah, she's like drinking the fatal dose. She's nogged senseless senseless in the fridge. (laughs) So Rosa comes in and says that Kate deserves someone who makes her happy and helps her to enjoy Christmas. Yeah. Kate says that there's no Christmas for her this year. She's too busy with work. Uh, Rosa says that the shop needs more staff. Kate says she can take on the extra work herself yeah. and stands up resolutely and then crumbles like one of her bad dry cookies in yeah. total grief. Yeah, so she explains why their relationship didn't work. He works at night, I work during the day. He likes cats, I like dogs. Insurmountable. He works in He works in the arts, I like to make a living. Man, she is... I'm, wow. Yeah, Yikes. it's pretty, pretty harsh. Yeah, very harsh. Yeah, and that's sort of that scene. Then we cut to the post office. She has a bunch of cookie packages to send out. Yeah. Um, uh, there are signs everywhere, like on every surface, for a Christmas ball. A fine pageant of Christmas revelry. That the, that the town will be hosting. Um, Kate bumps into a series of her friends in the post office who all say they can't wait to see her there with Mark. And she gives a series yeah. of excuses. There's a woman who says, Trevor and I asked to be seated with you and Mark at the Christmas ball. We're so happy you're really going this year. Can you ask to be seated with someone without their... Without so? their consent, yeah, I don't think so. But it's you happened. phone up a famous like restaurant and say, "Are there any celebrities in? If yeah. so, I would like to be seated with them." Yeah, <laughs> I would love. I would love to be seated with <laughs> Mark Ramprakash. <laughs> Come on, seat me with him, <laughs> please. Um, so, Kate gets to the front of the queue. By the way, she's holding a huge stack of parcels that she's taken to the post office. None of them are addressed. They just have gift tags. She's putting one in the mail that just says Brian on it. So, <laughs> so I don't know I don't know where she thinks these are going. <laughs> um, but the the woman who's working there, who's called Clara, yeah. commiserates with her uh, about the breakup. She's like an exposition woman. Yeah. Um, she's like, I thought you were going to California with these boxes. Your sister is having a baby, as you know. Your whole family is there in California, as you know. Um, but Kate says, I had to cancel going to California. The bakery is giving me, keeping me busy. Yeah. And then the postmaster woman, Clara, she says, well, I'll let me just close up the post office here at our busiest time of year and I'll, <laughs> I'll walk home with you and we can go to the Christmas market. Sorry, together. everyone behind you in the yeah. queue. <laughs> everyone in town seems to love this unpleasant baker. Yeah. Uh, so they walk home together through a Christmas market selling all sorts of landfill Christmas crap. <laughs> it's like all sorts of free catalogue that came unsolicited in the mail. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, it's just all. I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. But this stuff is just so bleak. It's like yeah. the camera sort of lingers lovingly on just row after row of like cheap terracotta Shotchkey, Santas. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. wooden like key holders that is that just like the most thoughtless Christmas presents you can imagine. I don't know this person at all. I'll get them a wooden bowl for their keys. Yeah. Do you want a wooden tie? 
because that's yeah. that's what that, that's what is, they sell here. Is that anything? Is, it, is that anything? Anyway, no. yeah. So, but but the movie loves it and portrays it like it's good. It also portrays this market as if it's big and bustling, even though it's like yeah. three Six tents and stores, three people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Clara invites herself over to Kate's house for Christmas. She got word that her her nephew won't be coming for holidays. He didn't get his furlough through. Yes. Oh no. Um. When Clara invites herself over, Kate says, "Um." Mm, she makes a face that says no. She makes a face that says, "Don't come to my house for Christmas." But Please Clara. Don't isn't dissuaded. Kate says that the new oven at the bakery really set her back. Yeah, the one that does 12 cookies an hour. Yeah, so to, yeah, it's like one of those little kid ones with a yeah. light bulb in it. <laughs> a light bulb in it. It's like, man, it's going to take a while to fulfill 15,000 cookies for army. Meanwhile, America's enemies sharpen their knives. Meanwhile, the gen- general slams a hunk of unobtainium into his walker <laughs> to overcharge the power cells. If we're going to decimate the Navi population, my, my troops need cookies. But, well, yeah, if, I mean, an avatar body is seven feet tall. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. It's going to need... need- that's what more. the extra 45 cookies are for. Every avatar gets one extra. <laughs> gets two cookies. <laughs> if you're in an avatar body this Christmas, you'll receive double cookie rations. Nice. I knew it was worth becoming an avatar. <laughs> yeah. It was worth putting my consciousness into a blue cat. <laughs> so, so, um, so Kate says that she's so strapped for cash, in fact, that she's renting a room in her house to a guy from houseshare.com. Yeah. Uh, who is supposed to be coming around... Uh, the next day. Yeah. I wish you'd just asked me for the money, says the inexplicably obsessed with Kate Postmaster. Yeah, she's like... Yeah, it's weird. um, Kate says that this um, man who's renting her house... She's acting like a Taylor Swift fan if Taylor Swift went to a Christmas market with them. Yes, yes. She's like the biggest fan of Kate in the world. And she's like, oh, Oh. I wish you'd... Can we spend Christmas together? I wish you'd let me give you money. Can I give you money? Can I give you the money now? Is there anything I can do? I have it right here. (laughs) Please, I'll just tuck it into your back pocket. Trembling hands spill money all over the floor. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Falls to knees, scrabbling. Groveling on the floor. I'm so sorry, I'll have it cleaned. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, Kate mentions that the the guy from Houseshare.com is in town for the Nutcracker Ballet. Um, Yeah. He's not a stranger. He's on Houseshare.com. They know who he is. They'd never allow murderers on their website. No, not Houseshare.com. So they walk together into a festive tent Mm -hmm. where a gentleman called Randolph Drosselmeyer... Yeah, a fully enclosed tent. It's not open to the outside. You have to go through a flap like you're going into a fortune teller tent. They see an enclosed tent and they're like, wonder what's in here. Um, The answer is a mountain of terrible Christmas tat (laughs) pausing here en route to landfill. Um, While inside, Clara hears Christmas carols and so she scampers outside to hear them. Yeah. like She literally hears someone singing Christmas carols and she's like, I can't miss this. So she leaves. (laughs) Um, Kate, however, a Christmas cynic... Yeah. Doesn't leave. And after Clara has gone, Drosselmeyer uh, calls for Kate's attention. Oh, miss. Please wait. I have something special for you. Something I just recently acquired. Oh, I love the Nutcracker. I had one of these when I was a girl. So you know the story. The soldier was defeated by the Mouse King. He was cursed and became this... Wooden Nutcracker, waiting to rise again to fight his foe. And this, my dear, is the original Nutcracker. Christmas is such a magical time. It used to be. And it can be again if you want it to be. I don't really believe in magic. 
take these. A Christmas gift to you. I don't think giving away merchandise is a very sound business plan. Now, Drosselmeyer looks incredibly serious when he mentions the Mouse King. Yeah, <laughs> as will several characters in this film. Yeah. Like it never stops being ridiculous. Like he's sure that it's real. Yeah. Um, um, so th- he's, This yes, guy is trying so hard to pawn this, uh, this nutcracker off on this woman. It's yeah. so obviously cursed. She's like, I don't right. believe in magic. And he's like, please just take the nutcracker Jeez. is free take it take it please i have to be free of this curse every night he comes to life and kicks my ass <laughs> he kicks my ass up and down my house <laughs> i can't take it anymore oh drosselmeyer oh no, oh, no he's come to life again. at the stroke of midnight he comes to life he's swinging a bag of doorknobs <laughs> please you gotta take this i can't take another beating <laughs> Uh, the other option for me is that the Nutcracker is like full of heroin or something. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Tonight Drosselmeyer will pay two goons to break into Kate's house and retrieve it. <laughs> just yeah, just carry this Nutcracker across state lines for me. Yeah, I need you to put your fingerprints on this Nutcracker. Mm. Don't look at the back that's covered in blood. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an Ace Attorney weapon. So he's like, maybe this Nutcracker can help you find joy in the holidays. Maybe you can enjoy Christmas again. Unlikely. Has okay. Are nutcrackers more of a thing in America? I suspect not. Who yeah. cares about nutcrackers? No, <laughs> I mean, who eats who eat, eats nuts? Who eats nuts? They are rubbish. Also, yeah. do you know that you can get nuts pre-cracked? Yeah, in a bag with, like, barbecue seasoning. Oh, man. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's what, And even, the, even though they do that, I don't eat nuts very often. Yeah. Not at Christmas. And I don't think other people do either. I understand that a nutcracker is like a traditional Christmas decoration, but nobody... Yeah, from the, the 16th century when they, we didn't have TV or uh, Xboxes or yeah. virtual reality headsets. They look... And nutcrackers look, I think, objectively unpleasant. Like, yeah. the, there's kind of classic nutcracker, and this is a classic nutcracker. Like, the eyes are all Yeah, they've got huge chomping teeth. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, I've, I've, I've got you a, a walnut. Mm. You're like, oh, great, well, that's half an hour's work, thanks. Yeah. And I, no, it's not, because what I've got here is a wooden man, and I want yeah. you to open the man's mouth, place yeah. the nut in it, and then he will impact the nut with his mouth. They're so top heavy And the nut well. will, will get smashed with the shell and all get smashed together, and then you'll have to pick out the actual edible part. It's a very long way for all of the nut crap to fall out of yeah. the mouth. And the head is enormous and the feet are tiny. So, like, how are you supposed to keep these things yeah. upright while you're cracking nuts? It's hairy. Nuts? It's got a load of hair on it. Yeah, you're going to get, like, nut nuts <laughs> in the you're hair. You're going to get nut hair everywhere. <laughs> And it's like, at the end of it, what have you got? A small piece of nut with a bunch of shell in it. Yeah. You know, I think I'll have some Pringles. Thanks. They, yeah, oh man. Now now you're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. The got, Pringles a bag of, guy, got a bag of Twiglets. The Pringles logo looks like what a Nutcracker was supposed to look like. Yeah, whereas sort now like they've got this... Sort military type. Yeah, where you've got this like insane corpse... <laughs> like yeah, the, gnashing its teeth yeah like the skin has receded from its gums and so yeah. you've got these huge gnashing teeth the white corpse hair it looks like you know at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where yes. The, yes. the guy drinks from the wrong grail yeah 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 yeah. and yeah. he's like Aah! that yeah. put a nut in its mouth yeah if halfway, no, through, halfway through the transformation a genie yeah. appeared to him and said I will spare you this if you agree I'll pause this now if you agree to yeah. crack nuts in your mouth forever <laughs> Like, he's like, I yes. mean, that's not, not a great alternative. 
But I am being I am being skeletonized by uh, God's wrath, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So why did God make all the other cups skeletonizing? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this cup caught my son's blood at the crucifixion. It's like magic and good. But also this room that has all these other cups in it, they'll all they'll all, <laughs> they'll all turn you into a screaming skeleton. There's no reason it can't be like you choose the wrong grail, drink from it, and the knight is like, This was the wrong grail. Yeah. You may not try again and must leave. And you're You've like, learned Damn, a, a valuable my... lesson, I expect. Or they all give you different powers. Like one heals. Well, one it does lets give you, you power. One, <laughs> one lets you run really fast. Hang on, hang on. We don't know that they don't all give you different powers. It could just he could just have chosen a very, very oh. bad X-Men power. The power yeah. to turn into a skeleton and die. You can do it once. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, you know, in the Avengers during the big uh, fight at the airport in Germany. Yeah. Where they're all running towards each other. In the, in the background, there's just one guy going, ah! Turning into or exploding into a pile of dust. But then Ant-Man sees it and he's like, oh, geez, I'm all freaked out. I can't fight now. Yeah, that, was, go and, that was yeah. upsetting. Yeah. I have to go and sit down. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so good if like if he'd chosen a different grail and got like firework out of his hands, jubilee powers or something. Yeah, or he could just jump really high or something. Yeah. You yeah. have chosen you've chosen mediumly. Yeah. You've 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 chosen a pretty sick ass power. <laughs> yeah. My dude. And you're like, oh, you chose the healing one. That's pretty good. But it yeah. doesn't come with the retractable adamantium claws, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not eternal life, but yeah. it is teleportation. Pretty good. Like, just God being like, yeah, so all the other ones explode you. It's rude. It's like Russian roulette. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> well, you got to remember that this is at the end of, like, yeah, this is a gauntlet of death traps. A gauntlet of sort of, like, heavenly Mario maker. Of, <laughs> like, yeah. Deadly traps. Also, the one where it's like, only the penitent man will pass, and he's mm. like, Oh, I know what that means. You've got to kneel. And then, he, and then like, sword blades spin out of the floor and wall. Yeah. And he has to do, like, a, a roll over them. It's not kneel, is it? It's like no. a forward kneeling roll. Into... Yeah, he has to do, like, a full shoulder combat roll out of... Yeah. Well, in medieval times, that's how they kneeled. That's you would, how they you were would, penitent before exactly, God. you would meet your liege lord and you yeah. would just sort of combat roll into his legs <laughs> to show poly. your fealty. Yeah. Oh. oh god! Oh my god! That was we're way too long to talk we're about Indiana we're, Jones. We're, we're getting. We're trying to get away from this film. It's and a, we can't. It's a Christmas. Can't. It's a Christmas special. There are no rules. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, so yeah. So the curse is passed on. Drusselmeyer yep. grins. The the mad postwoman comes back in with a threadbare <laughs> tree devoid of devoid of needles. I yeah. got you a tree. She cackles. It's like an insulting gift. It's like a it's like a deliberate pain in the butt gift. It's like ha ha. Yeah. Now this is yours. This is your tree. The worst tree. Nevertheless, Kate. Instead of just sort of throwing it in a bin, we cut to her house at night. She has put up this Christmas tree with no leaves on it. It's yep. kind of skeletal. Um, Kate unboxes the nutcracker alone at home and starts talking to it aloud. Mm. She tells it that when she was little, a nutcracker was her favourite decoration. Yep. To tell the truth, she says to this staring-eyed, <laughs> grey-haired sort of little, <laughs> little maniac. Homunculus. Homunculus. To tell the truth, she says, I had a crush on you when I was a girl. What What was it? Was it the long white hair, the staring eyes, the chomping teeth? I think, yeah, it was the ability to crack, crack a nut in its mouth. Um, maybe the Backstreet Boys didn't make it to Kate's town or, or like... 
They were, made, they were snowed in the year that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Titanic. So it was, it was only the Nutcracker to crush on. Yeah. So like, well, that's vaguely man-shaped. Yeah, it's got like it's so it's got like a little pointy pointy nose and like a long white straggly beard that sort of mm. goes down to its waist to catch <laughs> nut scraps. <laughs> Honestly, they could have found a sexier nutcracker. Yeah. I mean, it's the I think it's the bared teeth that I find so distressing about it. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. They're kind of like chomping. They're like a sort of square, like an angry yeah. an angry an angry cube of teeth. Well, it's just like the lips and the lips have been torn away by something. Yeah, torn it's away horrifying. by too many nuts. Yeah. So uh, Kate accidentally knocks the nutcracker over um, and its arm comes off. Then Kate super glues the arm back on and puts the nutcracker underneath yeah. her shit tree and says goodnight to it. And yeah, you're not getting out of this that easy, nutcracker. Yeah. Um, The way she glues its arm back on, it's sort of implied that that's going to be something... Or like anything. Yeah, this is nothing. nothing. It's, it's absolutely nothing, right? Like, yeah. I, I thought for sure when the Nutcracker came to life, its arm would be in a sling or something. Yeah, or you know? he would have like he missing an arm and fountaining blood everywhere. But, <laughs> but no, Mar should have tried that. Break its yeah. arms off. Then at Dressel- midnight, when it comes to life to kick its ass, it just bleeds out on the floor. Yeah, it's just you, Drosselmeyer, you son of. <laughs> Drosselmeyer leaning against the wall, hands over his ears, eyes <laughs> pressed shut. Drosselmeyer grimly picks up the bag of doorknobs, <laughs> swings it again and again into the Nutcracker's face. So, yeah, we get a spooky music zoom on the Nutcracker. It's midnight on the clock and a Xmas snow wind blows in through the open kitchen window and touches the Nutcracker. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, it's like CGI snow goes in. Yeah. And like t- touches the nutcracker's face and mouth. In the morning, Kate awakens. It's 9.43am. She slept in. We see that she has a photo on her nightstand, which is a photo of her as a little girl by a Christmas tree. An uh-huh. absolutely bonkers <laughs> individual photo to choose to have up by your bedside. A photo of yourself when yeah. you were a child? What? We've, we've already learned that she has, like, a sister? Yeah, she has parents. She has family. She has no. f- best friends. A photo of myself. A photo of myself, age when six. I, age six. When I, I still enjoyed the magic of Christmas. It's bizarre. Anyway, she comes downstairs because uh, she's overslept. She's on her phone and she's busy. And she, she steps, steps over a body on the floor. <laughs> she steps over what looks to be a corpse <laughs> lying on its back in her living room. We can only see like the legs poking out from behind the sofa. Um, then coming back through from the kitchen, she trips over the figure Mm-hmm. The figure is a man. She looks yeah. down. He's a bearded man in full German military regalia. Yeah, from like the old centuries. Yeah. Well, he's a, it's nutcracker clothes. He's dressed as a nutcracker. Um, he has a, gi- including a gigantic hat with a large ornamented feather. Yeah, and studded with rubies and he has a wooden sword. Yes. Um, this film all the way through is going to act as if a wooden sword... Is threatening? Is Well, it... I think it acts as if a wooden sword is fine. Like like a wooden sword is not threatening at all. But he explicitly uses it to threaten people later who are yeah. threatened by it. Yeah, yeah, but like you could hurt someone real badly with a wooden sword. Yeah. But the film's like, oh, it's fine though. It's a wooden sword. Yeah. Like she, well, she, she's, she finds a man lying on her the floor of her house yeah. and he's got a sword. It wouldn't comfort me much that it was wooden. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's basically a club yeah. that he's got there. Anyway. And she's, she's very fine with this though. She's like, oh... Hello, I'm Kate. You must be my house chair guy. I guess you somehow found the key under the mat, let yourself into the house and then passed out under the tree. 
That's normal. In full military regalia. In full military regalia with no luggage. So, so yeah. He, she says, what's with the sword? And he says, I'm here to protect you. When the Mouse King comes, I will keep you safe. Which is probably the most frightening thing a stranger can say to you. Yeah. Well, she says, of course, you're here for the Nutcracker Ballet. And then he shrieks, I am the Nutcracker. And on <laughs> Christmas Eve, I will rise up and fight the Mouse King. <laughs> Let's have a clip of that. Oh, did they lose your luggage? I hate that. Well, listen, welcome. Um, I've got to go to work, but we can catch up later. I like your uniform. What's with the sword? I'm here to protect you. When the mouse king comes, I will keep you safe. So Kate's response to this is to say, oh, great, another actor. Yeah. Uh, and then she walks out of the house, leaving this man alone in it. <laughs> yep. Uh, he he runs in front of her, sword drawn, looking for the enemy, he says. She sees he has like a nationalist tattoo on his neck saying made in Germany. Yeah, it's like in a sort of illuminated manuscript sort of monkish font. Yeah. Uh, she says, you must be a very proud German. It's the sort of thing you would get if you were part of some sort of far right yeah, like, that's, re- like community. That's how it looks. The only the only saving grace is that it's very, very obviously a temporary tattoo. It's like peeling up at the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe that makes it look slightly less terrifying. But what is definitely terrifying is the way that this stranger who's awoken in her house is sort of yeah blocking access to her car and pacing around her. Like he's kind of walking. He's like crouch walking around with his sword out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate sees that her car is snowed in. Uh, and she goes back into her house to get an ice scraper. But when she comes back, the stranger has cleared her car of ice, yes. seemingly by hitting it with his sword over and over again, like he's trying. <laughs> he crunched up all the snow with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he compacted it into yeah. a single super dense snowflake, <laughs> snow cube that he then hurled into the middle distance. Is it about my cube? Yeah, it's like yeah. I, so. The. We should try and keep track as we go of the Nutcracker's powers. Okay, so ice clearing. He presumably he can emit heat. Well, the, the way the way that the car looks, it looks as if he scraped it all off with his sword. Okay, like he like he's sort of hit the ice off of the car, sliced the ice off of the car with a sort of dazzling display of of fencing skill. Yeah, like Sergeant Troy in Far from the Madding Crowd, a reference sure. I'm sure literally everyone will enjoy. Yeah, um, yeah, like kind of. Yeah, a dazzling sword display, and he's mm-hmm. sort of slashed it all off. Because I think yeah. when she comes back, like he's... Madonna in Die Another Day. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's like Madonna in Far from the Madding Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so she's like, "Wow, that's great. Thank you very much." Um, he blocks the car door so she can't get in. Yeah. Then she asks to get in, and he opens the door for her extremely courteously. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him that towels are in his room, and we'll catch up later on. And then she drives off. Um, yep. So we, we cut to the bakery. Kate is late, of course. They've lost an hour of baking time, or to put it in baking terms, 625 cookies. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too hung up on it, but like, I, do, I don't know how old Kate is supposed to be, but I don't know how she's lived so long without these basic fight or flight instincts mm-hmm. that would surely kick in upon finding the nutcracker in her house. In like, yeah, lying inert in her house. Finding anyone lying that you don't know lying inert in your house. Yeah. L- like, even not, if you were expecting yeah. a house share guest. You were, even if you, but this isn't the day the house share guest is, is supposed to come. I don't know why, because it would be so much more convenient for the movie if this was house share guest day. Yeah. And the nutcracker was there instead. But, but instead, it's like, oh, I guess you're the house share guy a day early. Yeah. I guess you're early. People don't show up to their house shares a day early, though, do they? 
No. Because they haven't paid for that day. Yeah. And the fact that he's just prostrate on the floor in her lounge. Yeah, with his up, like breathing softly, with awake, but with his eyes closed, like breathing yeah. softly. There's no, yeah, there's no way she would react this this calmly to it. Yeah. Um, uh, or maybe she has incredible instincts, actually, and she's like, oh, hello, you must be the house shit guy. Act normal, act normal, act normal. Act normal. Get out of the house, get, yeah, out, of the get house. out of the house, get out of the house, just go in the car. Don't alarm yeah. him, don't alarm him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, towel, the towels are upstairs, let's catch up later, play into the delusion, and then drive, oh, and then drive over him. Drive, with around, your the car. Cor- <laughs> drive yeah. around the corner and call the police. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. So in in the bakery, Justin's making the dough. Kate explains that she's late because she was checking in her super hot house share guy, and he's super hot. So um, she Kate says if you put a tray of cookies next to him, they would bake by themselves because of how hot he is, because of the heat he's emitting. I remind you, he looks like a nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, super the act- hot. <laughs> the actor is a good-looking guy, but unfortunately, yeah. he looks stupid because of the way he's dressed like a nutcracker <laughs> with a great big, tall, floppy nutcracker hat on his head. Yeah, um, She says that he was so hot, but a bit strange, but not scary strange. Yeah, um, not scary strange. Nothing he's yeah. done is scary. Nothing about the way that he, like, attacked her car with a sword and ranted about the mouse king. <laughs> about the mouse king. Then we hear a horn honking outside and we look out the window and see that he is outside stood in traffic. Yes. Uh, he's hot, says Rosa. <laughs> yeah, so... We look outside, we see a man dressed as a nutcracker stood in traffic, sort of like just staring down cars. And Rosa's only comment is, he's hot. Wow. And Justin says, he's "He's not that hot. Jealously. It's like, all of you are, what's happening? Does this happen often in this town? Do do things come to life all the time? Yeah. If you're like, show up all the time. like if you're a if you're a seven, can you drive into town and just have everyone ignore everything you're doing? (laughs) They're like, wow, he's hot. Wow, he's hot. Wow. What's yep. he doing? I don't care. He's hot. So outside, the Nutcracker has mistaken traffic lights for Christmas lights. Um, then he scampers off into town uh, and tells a tree salesman that his tree stand is not large enough, quote, yep. for when the trees grow tall on Christmas Eve. Yep. Get out of here, Nutjob, he says. It's Nutcracker, cackles the Nutcracker <laughs> and then runs off. So hot. So keeping so track hot. of his like sort of powers and mind, he has... He, be- he believes himself to be a, the Nutcracker in the Nutcracker musical. Yes. He, he think, but he thinks he's like still in the story. He's not like, where am I? What is this odd land of steel well, no, horses that, and that stuff? That is what he's doing this entire thing. He, say, he thinks that the traffic lights are Christmas lights. Yeah, but, but he's not alarmed. He doesn't, he's, he's not like, where am I? I got to get back to ballet land or whatever. He's, he's just like, yes, here yeah. I am. Let's kill the Mouse King. <laughs> He sees some carolers. He runs and joins in. They're singing "Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree." He runs in and starts shrieking "Oh Tan and Baum" over them, yeah, drowning out the singers. Yeah, they try and ignore him, and he sort of capers and convorts around. Runs off again, and he's touching everyone's Christmas market goods. <laughs> yeah, he's at the Christmas market, marveling at the poinsettias. Yeah, there's um, a soap snow machine. Okay, there's a guy selling a soap snow machine, even though. It's snowing in the town. There is snow on the ground. Yeah. Like, surely he's not selling any of these. Yeah, a tough the nut- year for that guy. <laughs> yeah. The Nutcracker grabs one of these and he's like, what is this devilish turbine that causes the seasons to change? It hasn't caused the seasons to change. It's snowing where it is. It's winter. Yeah. It's just, it's, oh. okay. This film was written by no one. <laughs> it was written by everyone. Everyone took one line. Yeah. Um, and then they added, they made every third word, the word nut. Not. Um, so I hate soap snow, says Melissa Joan Hart as it goes in her eyes and mouth. Yeah. The Nutcracker uh, needs to grab a star 
tree topper. Mm-hmm. He says so. He starts clambering up the biggest Christmas tree in the town square. Yeah. So he's climbed up a really, really tall Christmas tree. He's like I would estimate two stories high. Uh, he's kind of right at the top. Um, Kate catches up with him and yells yells for him to get down, but his sword is stuck in the tree. Kate climbs up and he slips as the sword is freed, and they fall. What has been established mm-hmm. a really long way. Two stories. Yeah. Two stories, but they like they falling sort of, out of her bedroom out of her bedroom window. Yeah, but in, but they land sort of flirtily tumbling to the ground, mm. um, despite the fact that they should be, of course, a cubh, a crunched up bone heap. Yeah, fine. This is all being observed by Mark and his new girlfriend Tiffany from Santa's Grotto. Yes. Well. So Kate initially is like, "Hey, let's go back to my house," because everything about his behaviour says, "Let's go back to my house." Mm-hmm. Um, but but remember, he's hot. So yeah. yeah, she's like, "Let's go to the bakery and have some coffee and cookies." You can't spare a single cookie. Yeah, right. You've got to make fifteen thousand for the military. The very fact that you're not there right now making as many cookies as you possibly can has basically ruled out achieving this. Yeah, the, the general is going to so turn slim. up in some kind of hunter-killer attack helicopter. <laughs> it's over for you, Kate. Um, so then the Nutcracker gets an eyeful of Santa, Kate's ex. Yeah. And Kate he calls him ins- Weihnachtsmann because he's ostentatiously German, even though he has an American accent. He has an American accent and speaks English. Yeah. So, so um, Kate is inspired... <laughs> to try a little mischief Mm. with this unhinged swordsman. So they walk up. We see them walk up to Santa in slow motion. And uh, Mark, who you remember Santa, is extremely enraged. Yeah. He asks Kate, do you want to... This is my town, he says. Do do you want to sit in my lap? And Kate replies, no, I want to sit on his. And then sits on the Nutcracker's lap for a a photo. He takes a a sexual Santa (laughs) photo with no Santa in it. Yeah, they like kick Santa out his grotto. And take a lascivious <laughs> picture of themselves <laughs> grinding on this nutcracker. The problem... This film is so wild. Yeah. This podcast could be 24 hours long. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be long. But yeah. it it feels like there's there's absolutely no limit to how long I could talk about... The, I, f- I feel like so far we haven't done justice to the fact that the concept of this film is that a paranormal... Sexual nutcracker has come to life. <laughs> come to life. And is running and is capering around the town, climbing up trees and attacking people and shrieking about the Mouse King. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I don't know what I can do other than just say that that's what's happening because it is. Yeah. It's like, I've got that feeling that I sometimes get when the movies that we recap are particularly bizarre, that I almost want to like shake the listener by the lapels and say, are you hearing this? Do you believe me? Yeah. Like, but it's... Do, do, listener... Listener, you have to believe me, this is real. We're not juicing it. No, but it's also the way that the characters in the film just accept this premise without any kind of... They don't challenge the premise at all, whereas obviously you would. Every... So, so I'll grant you that Kate sees the paranormal sexual nutcracker and is like, oh, you must be my house share guy, whatever. But everyone else in the movie sees this man dressed... As a nutcracker, walking acting, around, acting like a nutcracker, acting like a nutcracker, a, 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 a fighty nutcracker, yeah, like wandering quite, around, yeah, pugnacious little nutcracker, yeah, guy. yeah, uh, yeah, an angry nutcracker, and everyone else who looks at him, their only remark is, "Hey, hot stuff coming hey, through." Look at this guy, pretty Oof. hot. Yeah, I mean, when we were kids, we all fancied our nutcrackers, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I mean those. So it's only natural. <laughs> Those long Christmas evenings <laughs> gazing at the mantelpiece, warmed by the fire. 
<laughs> visions of nutcrackers danced in your head oh so, yeah so yeah um so she takes a, takes a sexual nutcracker picture back at the bakery um justin walks oh in he says to the nutcracker don't you have somewhere you need to be like rehearsal because he thinks he's in the nutcracker ballet the, the first the, person in the film to say an even say, barely reasonable thing to this yeah weirdo and the nutcracker says i'm the nutcracker I know my part. And Incredible. It's the most sinister thing he could have said. It's like the like Red Dragon or something. It's yeah. I am the great nutcracker cloaked in the sun. Yes. I, the glorious yeah. nutcracker. Behold my, my awakening. And then he eats a nutcracker. <laughs> then he eats 45 walnuts at once. Um, so Rosa isn't helping in the kitchen because she's busy drooling over the sexy nutcracker. Yeah, she wants to perv on nut boy. Yeah. Um, so the nutcracker says, I'd love to help and heads into the kitchen. Well, she Kate takes a phone order for another 2000 cookies. This one comes from the Navy. Yes. She says that the Navy are apparently very competitive and as such have ordered 2,000 cookies. They're not that competitive because the Army ordered 13,000. The Army ordered 15,000. 15,000? Okay. Yeah, they made they made 2,000 yesterday, so she'd taken the number of cookies needed down to 13,000. Right, okay, so now it's back up to... It's back up to 15,000. 15,000, thanks to the competitive Navy. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, if the Air Force gets involved in this, they're in real trouble. But also, it's five days before christmas so we've established that these cookies can't these can't go can't to the made. Yeah. they can't go to the military because they'll be stale by the time so who are these two thousand cookies for also they're certainly not going to like to the navy they're not going out to sea they're not going to like a blockade are they they're not going to stay it's not ship's biscuit she's making we're not going to get a hard tack in the kitchen <laughs> i mean actually to be fair it does it does look does like look like it yeah it, yeah, it does look like it would be sort of weevil yeah. riddled. Yeah, we need these cookies shipped to the world of Pandora. <laughs> so, uh, the Nutcracker comes through into the kitchen carrying many, many heavy flower bags. Yeah, he's no. effortlessly carrying twice as many as weak idiot Justin. Okay, okay. so just keeping track. Super stress. Some Dub- Double the strength of a normal man. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like super, super strength, but like... Yeah. Very, you know, very, very strong. Uh, he could help us load all those boxes of cookies for the US Army, says Rosa, helpfully noting which army the cookies are for. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so incredible if she had said a different army? He said for the French military. <laughs> we got a big order from North Korea for American oh cookies. <laughs> so... Um, she also says maybe he needs a date for the grand Christmas ball. Rosa says it would be useful to have someone strong around. In the background, while she pitches the Nutcracker working here, the Nutcracker is swinging a whisk around like a sword in the background. Yeah. But, uh-oh, a problem. <laughs> yeah, the, nu- the, nu- the nut machine isn't working. <laughs> the nut machine jams. You know, we've all been in the kitchen, haven't we? We've all seen the nut machine. We've all seen the nut machine. <laughs> That's... That's, that's, that's his nickname. That, that should be the name of the movie. The Nut Machine. I'm just a nut machine. So the nut uh, machine the nut machine is malfunctioning, and yet these nuts need to be shelled. In order to be processed, Justin explains, to make the homemade nut flour. Yeah. Sidebar, Justin, you don't need to say homemade. <laughs> you can just say nut flour. You can just, I mean, it, sounds, also, it does uh, sound better. Is it, is it homemade? You're a bakery. 
Yeah. Is it homemade? Not really. This is the job. So while pondering this, uh, this conundrum, the nutcracker picks up a nut in his palm and effortlessly cracks it. This is bullshit. He should crack the nuts with his mouth. <laughs> yeah, this is cowardice. On cowardice the by the filmmakers. He should chomp down on that nut. Yeah. <laughs> and, and crush it with his mouth. So he cracks a nut in, in his palm with a sort of satisfying crunching sound. Yeah. Then he uh, places one of his nuts in Justin's mouth. <laughs> he, does, he does, though. He does do that. Yeah. He does do that. Um, we get a montage of him, of the nutcracker. Oh my God. Shelling nuts by hand, throwing them in a bowl. Rosa is filming him. He's doing all kinds of trick cracks yeah. with his biceps, with his hands. He's smashing it. There's so much shell getting in the nut. He's, he's like, he's wrecking up all these, these, these nuts with his bare hands. It's kind of in fast motion, but not very fast motion. He mostly does it while inches from Justin's face with a sort of manic <laughs> grin. With a, yeah, with a sort of energy that says, this could be your face next. Yeah, exactly. if you're, I could crack your windpipe with I could just crush your skull <laughs> with my bare hands. This could be your Adam's apple, Justin. Oh, God. So, yeah, he's like, he's cracking nuts nonstop in the kitchen. Uh -huh. um, and Rosa is filming on her phone. Done. I had that one. Okay, the repairman will be here in an hour. We did it. We cracked all the nuts. At your service. Do you want a job here? I want to help you, Kate. I can give you $100 a day. I can only stay till Christmas. I only need you until Christmas. What's your name, anyway? Chip. Okay, Chip. Why don't I show you how things work around here? Yeah. So she's paying the nutcracker $11 an hour <laughs> to crack nuts with his bare hands. Yeah, to crack nuts um, faster than getting the nut machine repaired. He doesn't have to wear a hairnet. No. None, well, none of them are. So she, ta she takes off his hat... Um, and she looks at she looks at the hat and says, "These can't be real rubies, correctly, because they're clearly plastic." Yeah. Um, then she he, dusts flour off of his torso in a sexy way. Yeah, and then he starts giving dire warnings of the Mouse King. <laughs> Just when things are getting steamy, he's back on his Mouse King BS. <laughs> So Kate says we make it. The Mouse King is real. The Mouse King is real. Kate says we make about 3,000 cookies a day, despite the fact they made 2,000 yesterday and everyone was dying of overwork. Yeah. Uh, they've still got 12,000 to make after today uh, to make, box, and ship for our huge order at Fort, Fort Drum. Yeah. Soldiers love cookies, says mm -hmm. uh, the Nutcracker, whose name is Chip. He says his name is Chip. I think we should just keep calling him the Nutcracker. The nutcracker. I don't want to call him Chip. It's cowardice. Like yeah. he's call him the Nutcracker. Have him crack nuts in his mouth. The nut. I don't think the Nutcracker in the ballet is called Chip. Is he? I don't no. think so. He's called. No. He's just the Nutcracker. He's called the Nutcracker. They yeah. just couldn't stomach referring to him as Mister Nutcracker. Mm. He should say, "I'm." Uh, what is it? I'm Chip. He should say. He's already said. He should say, "I am the Nutcracker." Yeah. And 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 he should say, "I would love to flirt with you." But I have to keep my mind sharp because soon I must run the Mouse King through with the my The Mouse blade. King is no doubt amassing his forces. Yeah. In fact, the very fact that you're flirting with me suggests that you are the Mouse King or one you're, of his or pawns. Or a double agent of the a Mouse King. A double agent of the Mouse King. Yeah. I can't take the chance. I must slay you. I must slay you and everyone in this kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to feed you into the nut machine, which is what I call my mouth. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Kate is taking him that was through. Good. That was good just, to get, good just to give the listener a clean take of you saying, I'm going to feed you into the nut machine, which is what I call my man. That's uh, my Christmas gift to you. Christmas listener. gift to you for your ringtones and such. Every cookie she makes tells a story. Yeah? She names each one after a family member because it makes her feel closer to them. Um, this is the Sabrina Snickerdoodle named after my sister and the Nutcracker eats one. We can't spare these cookies, Nutcracker. No. They're for, the, for America's heroes. She describes the complex instructions for cooking each of these different types of cookies, which doesn't yeah. match up with how they look. They all look no. like the same kind of cookie. Yeah, um, bad. But anyway, the Nutcracker places one in his mouth and immediately identifies it uh, ratatouille-like. He says yeah. almond flour with two parts caramel and a touch of honey. And mm. she is like, she swoons yeah. hard. She faints away. She faints dead away hearing, hearing yeah. him sexually describe mm-hmm. cookie ingredients. Okay, so just add that to his powers. Sort of super, super taste. Super charisma. I imagine it's like, he has like super taste as it applies to Christmas things. I don't get the impression that he could like taste a cheeseburger and identify No, but he can tell you where the peppermint for a candy cane came from. Yeah, grown, yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. Um, Kate explains about her business. She was an investment banker. What? And when she was an investment banker, she didn't have time to shop for gifts. So instead, she made all of her business contacts homemade cookies, which is objectively much more time consuming. Yeah, like, why not order them cookies online to be delivered to where they are? Yeah. She gave cookies to her boss who said her cookies were better than her stock tips. Uh, so the next day she quit. Yeah. Um, while yeah. she's sort of rambling, she does that thing that people do in movies where they do a load of ex- exposition about themselves and then go, oh my gosh, I, t- I don't oh, know. I've been talking I don't about tell- myself. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I can't stop talking about myself. I don't, I, I never tell people this. Wow, I'm opening up to you so much. But yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Kate. Close yeah. that mouth can't stop looking at your handsome nut cracking mouth so <laughs> she's can't like stop looking at your giant teeth can't stop looking at your receding gums and it reminds me of the sexy mouth of <laughs> the flecks of nutshell everywhere <laughs> it reminds me but of the se- big sexy mouth the of my childhood s- nutcracker <laughs> sexual nutcracker we had but suddenly there's a problem Uh-oh. The, t- the tates just cancelled their order and it was a thousand cookies they're already made and ready to be shipped tomorrow it feels like you should have provision against this kind of thing in your ordering process. Perhaps, you know, once they're ordered and made, they can't be, the order can't be cancelled. Yeah, also, like, presumably this isn't a problem because I imagine at this stage there aren't refunds. Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be like, okay, well, it's a thousand cookies that we're going to throw in the bin, but I guess, you know, we get paid, so jobs are good. Yeah. We, in fact, we can use those cookies. We can send them to the army. But, well, so they can't send them to the army because they'll be stale, which <laughs> means that the 2,000 they made yesterday are also useless. <laughs> This was, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's aggressively nonsensical at every yeah. turn. But also I, she's just got to eat the cost of these thousand cookies because these guys went, you know what? There's only four of us. I think a thousand is too many cookies. <laughs> Some of the plot points of this movie don't feel like simple oversight. It feels like someone wrote a movie and then a malicious gremlin snuck into the script writing room and like edited it to make it not make sense anymore. I don't think it's that. This this movie feels like it was written in real time. Like the writer is in the room next door writing the next scene now. It's all it's all improvised. Yeah, not not even that. It's just like no one is keeping track of any of the details. Someone's in there with a typewriter going, here's the next scene. And they roll straight into it without breaking the shot. I had a really hard time in this movie keeping track of how many days it was to Christmas. Because there are like so many different indicators of like 
Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and stuff. I don't and think it, anyone is keeping track of this stuff. No. Like on the on the production. You don't get that feeling. Um okay, so so this is this is bad news. Andy, I've got a little uh, Christmas money burning a, a hole in my pocket and I thought what I'd do is I would dress myself head to toe like an mm-hmm. old-fashioned nutcracker. I see. And just head out into town. So the sort of gold frogging on the coats, um, yeah, you, the, oh, yeah, the boots, yeah, yeah. Rubies, the tall hats. Rubies on my hat. Resplendent mm. is how I would look. What do you think? I think, mm, well, I think you might draw some looks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's what you're going for. Well, what I, I mean, my main priority is to impress video gamers. Okay. So will this will this fit the bill? Okay, not... not like overrepresented in video games, nutcrackers, I would say. Probably. Okay. What you want is some like cool licensed T-shirts. Um, okay. From, from sort of top video game franchises. Okay. Like, you know, Persona or God of War. All right, I'll consider that a plan B. The concept of PlayStation or like a really cool Final Fantasy fourteen satin jacket, maybe something w- like that. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't like what I'm hearing because I was pretty set on this nutcracker concept. Just keep it as a sort of plan B in the back pocket. You can check it out yourself. If you go to insertcoinclothing.com, okay, you can check out the stuff that they've got over there. I mean, I'm gonna check it out now, but I really, mm-hmm. I, I really do think it's good. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, pretty sweet, right? These duds are incredible. And you can save 10% off your order if you use the code that InsertCoin have sent to us, which Luke is Clarissa sustains us all. <laughs> That's C L A R I S A S U S T A I N S U S A L. Clarissa sustains us all. Insert coin you never miss. Insert coin you've done it again. You've done it again. Oh man. That will give you 10% off online orders. Codes are not applicable on charity items, bundles, gift cards, postage and some products at launch. Codes cannot be combined with other deals or promotions and codes are valid until the end of June 2024. Luke, I'm in a bad way. Are you? Has something bad happened to you again physically? Yeah, physically. What happened? It's happened to me. What happened? Um, I got I got crunched up by a sentient nutcracker. Oh no! What did you do? Did you wait? Uh, did... To be fair, yeah, go on. I was I was in the woods. To be fair, you are the mouse king. To be, yeah, and I was dressed as a mouse. You ah uh, ah. Uh, and I was wearing. You I was I'd been to Burger Crown, were you? I'd been to oh, Burger King, and they'd given me. Yeah, they've given me one of those. You've got to put that order. It's rude to Burger King. It is. The Burger King gets upset if you don't. And then I've got him. Yeah. And then I've got him on. Then you've got him crunching you up. Yeah. So it's like, well, damned if you you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Which one are you going for? Hot water, either way. So I was in the woods, and out of nowhere, yeah, came a sexual nutcracker. Came a sexual nutcracker crunching you. He crunched up my bones. Crunched up your bones. Oh, that's bad. Well, but the good news is he didn't finish the job. I, I live yet you can call it living look at you you're all crunched up the bad news is I need some medical attention and uh, did I say that this all took place in the United States of America did it ah well it did right. yeah I mean, that, well, I, I mean I was about to put you out of your mystery with a, a butter knife <laughs> to the captive vulgar <laughs> I was going to say butter knife to the temple but okay. your one is a lot <laughs> more humane sure. Well, I'm glad you're thinking humanely at this time. Yeah, well, it's Christmas, so let's try and mm. keep Andy alive. Let's try and humanely euthanize <laughs> Andy. Do it humanely. But now that, I, now that I see that, in fact, you may pull through, I think maybe what you want to do is download a particular app that should be of much interest to our US listeners. The app is called ZocDoc. It's a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. Wait, so you're telling me... Yeah, uh, you're telling yeah. me I can book appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists? That's right. I'm telling you that you can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, super useful, are located near you, 
you in the woods, crunched up bone heap. Yeah. <laughs> Head to the woods, look for the crunched up bone heap and treat almost yeah. any condition that you're searching for. Mm-hmm. And won't ask questions about how I got these nutcracker wounds. Yep, exactly. They're very discreet. <laughs> so go to ZocDoc.com MCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash MCC. ZocDoc.com slash MCC. Back at home, the Nutcracker is eating takeaway. Yeah, with the weird postmaster woman, Clara. Yeah, Clara is around also. He's eating whole fortune cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, Clara is there and she says, Eva, play Christmas carols. And a sort of Amazon Alexa stand-in does that. Yeah. This was weird to me because I watched this on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And normally, I'm sure if they'd known Amazon Prime was going to like snap it up or show it. This could have been yeah. an, an Alexa. Could have been a nice integ- product placement moment. Yeah. Little integration. So anyway, um, so then Clara and the Nutcracker start singing extremely loudly while Kate is on the sofa three feet away, trying very hard to make business calls to save her. <laughs> to, to the credit card company. Yeah. To yeah, say, she- I've got to eat the cost of these 10,000 cookies because I don't yeah. have a good business model. So, so she's on the sofa with the credit card company, having taken a huge financial hit. And Clara says... Yeah, she's not really into the magic of Christmas. She's just yeah. had a huge knock to her business. It's not. Yeah. It's it's irrespective of her love of Christmas. It's like ah, uh, someone who loved Christmas wouldn't mind that they're taking they an enormous losing, financial. <laughs> wouldn't mind losing, losing ten grand's <laughs> worth of Christmas orders. Well, like, I mean, yeah. how much? A thousand cookies. Let's you know these are artisanal cookies. Let's say you're paying two or three dollars. Uh, like, um, I'd be I'd be happier saying a dollar fifty, seeing as we're ordering yeah. in such bulk. Okay. So yeah, she's just lost fifteen hundred dollars worth of worth of cookies there. Probably like the ingredients were about half that. So I she's mean, lost. I'm, I'm not being funny, but if but if that's what if that's what she's making off of this order, mm. does this really matter? Because in literally two or three or four or five or six days, the film isn't really keeping track. She's she's going to send an invoice for like twenty grand. Twenty grand to the army. Yeah. Yeah, this is taxpayer-funded cookies. Oh, well, that just makes me sick. Well, the bloated military budget, you know, it's mostly <laughs> yeah, it's mostly you, cookies, isn't it? If you look at the pie chart of military spend, it's mostly cookies for the troops. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Nutcracker gives her a fortune cookie as, as he leaves that says, it's time to believe in it. Um, he's now, for some reason, the Nutcracker is now dressed in 80s surfwear. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> this is because... This is because this is because Clara says that she has clothes that will fit the nutcracker and bids him follow her. So yeah, so now he's dressed like a kind of Saved by the Bell vaporwave star. Or, <laughs> oh, you know what he looks like? He looks like he looks like one of the interrailing teens in my French textbooks at school in like the year two thousand. It's like he, he's headed straight for the auberge de jeunesse. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's enjoying a fish mac from yes. Mac- McDonald's. Yeah. So he uh, he carries. So Kate falls asleep on the sofa and in an enormous overstepping of boundaries, he carries her up to bed. Yeah, he touches her with his hands, places her into her bed. He, and look, tucks her in. He looks at the solo picture of her enjoying Christmas as a child that she keeps at her bedside. And he whispers, it's going to be a Merry Christmas, Kate. Yeah. Uh, and then weird. he opens his mouth and thousands of spiders <laughs> pour out. And he opens his mouth and thousands of nuts. <laughs> thousands of nuts cascade onto her <laughs> sleeping face. There is the cracking sound of a thousand nuts being shattered yeah. all at once. And there's... So just before this, like, Clara is looking at the passed out Kate with the nutcracker. Yeah. And she gives this little speech about how she's such a tough cookie. It's like, look at her. She's exhausted from 
<laughs> trying to make 15,000 cookies with only three people for Maybe some she reason. she meant to say she bakes such tough cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's so unsuccessful. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like... Only the hardened marines of the army. <laughs> have teeth strong have enough. Yeah. To crack through this, only only an avatar, yeah. only a navi, only a navi with their pointy cat teeth can eat these cookies. So it's perfect. No, but the way she's like talking about Kate as she's asleep is like she's some kind of charity worker who's she's like at a homeless shelter at night and then during the day she's like working in a charity and it's like oh she runs herself ragged doing all her good deeds it's like she's so tired because her bakery is understaffed she's underpaying everyone she's a terrible business owner she refuses to hire anyone she really really is overworking her employees Every other word out of their mouths is, please, may I have a break? I'm tired. Please, can you hire someone else? We can't live like this anymore. Yeah. It's like, no. And she's like, you lazy, you lazy sons of... You're so lazy. This movie actually, and we'll certainly come back to this theme, Mm. is shot through with a sort of um, kind of capitalist sort of anti-worker. <laughs> yeah, it really is, yeah. <laughs> kind of, weirdly, for a film about a sexual paranormal nutcracker, <laughs> it's it's really shot through with a sort of like, yeah, yeah. anti-worker. There's a, whole, there's a whole anti-union bit later on. Yeah. It's like, why do, you, why do you hate the American worker, a very sexual nutcracker Christmas? <laughs> like, why is, I, yeah, is this the position of heartbreak films? So the next morning... Kate descends to her stairs to find that the nutcracker has decorated. Yeah, he's got rid of the bad tree. Then there's a new tree. Yeah, here. he's out of his uniform, so I guess that was just supposed to be a brief visual gag. I thought this was the point at which he would take off the stupid uniform and like transition into comfortable, sexy Slacks. sweaters, like you know, yeah. like oh, like oh, like a Christmas move, like a like TV a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah, a Christmas hunk, sensible, approachable, sexy sweaters that show off his figure. But it's it's nothing like that. He's back in his horror weird uniform yeah so they go to the bakery the two of them i just i want to talk i want to talk again just about the the, he's decorated in here and it's it's the same kind of it's like it's extremely neat and formal it's like rows and rows and rows of poinsettia arrangements like all along the walls it looks like a hotel lobby at christmas yeah it's like there's no surface that doesn't have a little christmas thing on it these movies christmas tv movies feel to me as if like Aliens received a broadcast about Christmas, like in Galaxy Quest, and have tried mm-hmm. to interpret it slightly wrongly. Yeah, it's like someone dropped a Christmas card out of the Christmas shuttle, and it's, that card yes. floated across the vacuum of space, and they found it. It's it's an AI generated Christmas. It's like it's there's an awful lot of Christmas ish things on screen, but it's mm-hmm. completely soulless. It would and it would be unlivable. Yeah. as a way of decorating your house. Yeah, yeah. Awful and expensive and unpleasant to be in. Yeah. So anyway, he presents her with hot chocolate and caramel popcorn. Yeah. They go to the bakery. Um, There's a crowd outside the bakery. Well, you say crowd. Well, there's six people outside the bakery. The Nutcracker sees someone watching him crack his nuts on their phones. That's... (laughs) That's right. He's gone viral. <laughs> He's gone viral for cracking all of these nuts into in his hands. Yeah, uh, it's got fifty thousand likes in only five hours, and there's a queue 
of I counted 15 people outside okay. the store. Uh, a nearby not a great conversion rate, is it? And yeah, not really. A nearby furious Santa, Mark, Mark is yeah. is left with no fans because in this town, Santa just sort of roams free around the town, <laughs> sort of meeting and greeting and kissing babies. He's like a sort of a, town mascot figure. Yeah, he's like a Pied Piper, and children sort of laugh and play and he moves yeah. freely and gladly among them but now he receives a stipend from the city it seems to yeah. sort of yeah, wander the streets he's on retainer to just be santa an ambient santa yeah. however <laughs> this new nutcracker in town has stolen everyone's stolen attention his and thunder, everyone's yeah hands. that's right they go inside and justin says orders have been coming in all night which is weird that the phones are manned at that time <laughs> because there's only three employees and I, I, yeah. anyway I don't understand. What's it, Justin, you you don't want to man the phones from 2am to 6am? Sounds like you, someone isn't very full of the joys of Christmas. Why are you so anti-business, Justin? Why are you such a dick, Justin? Just do it. <laughs> do it, you coward. So I Kate, keep paying you $100 a day, you piece of... So Kate tells the Nutcracker, who you'll remember, canonically she believes is an actor who's supposed to be rehearsing for a ballet that he's in right now, yeah. tells him that he's no longer working in the kitchen. His new job is public relations, yeah. which is to stand in the middle of her shop, cracking nuts in his hands. Yeah, giving a display of the nutcracking skills that yeah. have made him famous. She says that today we're not baking, we're selling cookies. You today. can't! So you can't! No, there's no margin! No! You, so they're not going to do you any baking to to today. The, you need to go to a store and buy all their cookies. You they're need to be doing anything you can to make They're going to sell through all the inventory they've made already. They're going to be back to square one with the army order. Yeah. This, uh, you need to be like getting raisins and chocolate chips and saying they're cookies. You need yeah. to like. You need to be. You need to be punching holes in cardboard and drawing <laughs> chocolate chips on them with a felt-tip pen. You have to be doing everything you can to try and make. They're up not going to make any cookies today. The whole jeopardy of this film is that they won't fulfil the order for America's heroes. But it also makes sense because, as we've established, there's no point in making cookies at this point <laughs> because they'll be stale and bad by the time they get into the hands of our troops. I can't. Why is this so incoherent? I don't... What? Why is this more incoherent than the sexual paranormal <laughs> Nutcracker who's come to life? There's honestly... The Nutcracker himself is more narratively coherent than the <laughs> operations of this bakery. I can't... I can't get my... I can't get my head around it. It's a, and it's annoying me because in a film where we should be talking only about the sexy the nutcracker, nutcracker who's come to life, we're spending an awful lot of time talking about the army's cookie order. The because supply and demand... The economies of this scale at this bakery. Anyway, so the Nutcracker is smashing his nuts in the middle of the bakery. <laughs> Everyone's huge, astonished. Every, everyone is. A gaggle of excited youths are watching. Watching Kid, him manipulate his nuts right there. <laughs> kids are posing for selfies as he demolishes nut after nut. <laughs> 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 he just smashes through nut after nut right in there yeah. in the bakery. Um, he's nothing like Billy O. Um, <laughs> later, a woman comes in with a poster for the Christ yeah. for the chamber Christmas ball. That's and right. She she presents it to the workers of the shop and she says it would be great if you could put it in the window. When is this ball, they ask. Tonight, she says. And she hands no. over the event poster, which has Not no so. address or date on it, or QR code or URL or anything. It also, <laughs> when is this ball tonight? Well, it's not selling well, then. I <laughs> it would be great if you could put this in the window. You know what? If it's tonight, maybe put that on the poster. <laughs> maybe. Or, or just where it is. I think or you've sold all the tickets you're going to sell at this point. 
we're hoping that the promise of a chamber Christmas ball is so alluring that people will wander around every day, all day. In the they will of- open every door in town, hoping that behind that door lies the chamber Christmas ball. Is this the chamber Christmas ball? No. Is no, this, this the chamber hat. Christmas ball? No. Is this the chamber Christmas ball? Yes. Is it on now? No. It was last no. night. It was a week ago. Oh, oh dang it. Oh. oh, next year, maybe. So this poster says Chamber Christmas Ball, and it also has the words on it Proceeds to Benefit Arts in the Schools, which is disconcertingly <laughs> vague as a charitable direction. Oh. Benefit Arts in arts the Schools. In the Schools. Yeah, good luck. Good news, the schools. Your arts are about to be benefited. Yeah. Although not really, because there's no information on the <laughs> No post. information. No oversight over where this money's going. So Rosa says that it's not a good idea to put this poster up in the bakery because Kate never goes to the Christmas ball, maybe because she can't find it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's like a test every year. You've got to find it if you can. What bearing does whether or not Kate is going to go have on whether or not it's a good or bad idea to put the poster up? It's like Kate doesn't have to go, but other people could see they could maybe the yeah join the grand the grand game that is finding the Christmas ball. <laughs> the whole town runs from house to house. In yeah. whose home will be hid the Christmas chamber ball <laughs> this year? Kate, do you think these cookies are baked enough? Asks Justin, the professional baker. Rose asks, do I have enough gumdrops on these? Follow mm-hmm. the recipe, guys! <laughs> the recipe tells you how many gumdrops. And how long to bake it for exactly. You two need to chill out, says Kate. It's Christmas time. Let's all enjoy this backbreaking labour. So she's changed. Justin and Rosa can't believe their luck that Kate is so relaxed. As the audience, we know that it's because she is in the throes of, of passionate love with a sex, <laughs> sexual nutcracker <laughs> come to life. <laughs> but because this is a Christmas TV movie, this movie is unbelievably chaste. She's, oh, yeah. okay. You know, like the trope in movies where like someone has sex and afterwards they are, they become like, so relaxed like they walk into work the next day and they're like man everything's easy breezy everything's good in the world because i got lucky or whatever you know with the sexual nutcracker yeah it's like that but there hasn't been as as far as we can tell they haven't there haven't been any sex sex no she's just stood near him and and he is handsome yeah but you know it seems to be seems to be doing the job so later we find justin rosa and the nutcracker waiting by an oven yeah. Uh, Kate walks in and is confused, but soon all becomes apparent because the nutcracker takes something out of the oven and knee slides over to Kate <laughs> with a huge iced cookie that reads yeah. Christmas Bill with me. <laughs> but I think we are supposed to infer that it's supposed to say ball. No, that's that's the local guy, Christmas Bill. <laughs> Christmas Bill with me. Christmas Bill will be with me. Do you see Tonight. Do you see Christmas Bill in the room? <laughs> Tell me you're seeing him too. We just call him Santa usually. <laughs> just give me a nod if you've Chris, oh, Christmas. It's me, Christmas Bill. Is Christmas Bill in the room with me right now? Yeah, he stood right yeah, behind you. He stood right behind you. She says yes. Uh, we cut to a dress shop and a woman is sort of screeching about this. Um, she's there to buy a, a dress. Yeah. And then she sees a dress and she goes, oh, that's a nice one. And then the dress woman says, Kate, not so fast. You don't find the dress. The dress finds you. I think that's what just happened, but whatever. Normally in a montage, mm-hmm. I enjoy a montage in these 
well, oh, it really recapping. eats up the runtime. Yeah. yeah, it eats up the runtime, and you don't really have to make notes. You can just write, there is a montage that gets across such and such and such. But not here, because this montage is Kate trying on a series of dresses that I can only describe as normal dresses. <laughs> yeah. But the film is sort of trying to communicate to us that they're really wacky, but they're not. Uh-huh. They're just like dresses. Then no, Kate- she comes out in a dress that um, looks normal, and she says, I think this dress might declare me a missing person. What? What, do is, you, what does that what mean? What do you mean? I think this dress might declare me a missing person. I think this dress might Christmas bill with me. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean? The dress is going to like hold a press conference and be like, <laughs> unfortunately, Kate has been missing for 72 hours. Uh, we're forming search parties. Yeah, we'll be combing the woods later. We're looking for yeah. volunteers. If you don't know what Kate looks like, she's a woman who looks like she'd fit in me, her dress. She was last seen in me, this dress. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Then she starts spinning around and falls over and she lands from a standing position. From a standing position. And she lands looking up at a dress, but we don't see the dress. We just see her seeing the dress. And she says, awestruck, I think the dress just found me. Mm -hmm. So she leaves the shop. She also takes a scarf for the nutcracker because she sees it and is like, wow, this would go really nice with this uniform that he won't take off. It must smell terrible. (laughs) Give this to me for free because I'm the most beloved woman in town. And the woman and she's does. like, of course, Kate. Of course, Kate. We all love you. Everything you're doing to cookie the troops. So then she walks past her hairdressers and uh, she stops to get her hair done. Seems like Kate is finally looking after herself for once. Translation, she's stopping focusing on her career to instead sleep with a nutcracker. <laughs> sleep with a sexual nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... We cut to Kate's house. She's waiting to be picked up. Clara, the uh, the weird postwoman, is also there in a ball dress. Okay. Oh, my um, God. So, so, I think the movie is, like, set up that we're not supposed to see the dress yet. Yeah, because it's going to be such an, a dynamite reveal. Because it's going to be a dynamite reveal. It isn't going to be a dynamite reveal, but because the film has decided that it is going to be... Now, when we see Kate, we can't see the dress yet. So she is wearing an enormous crushed velvet cape. Yeah, a which huge hides the cloak. dress. She's dressed like a witch leading a ritual sacrifice. It's, yeah, I've got uh, she's dressed like the Snow Queen or some shit. Yes. In yeah, my yeah, notes. yeah. It's it's such a big cape. It looks like the cape is the is the garment. It looks like yeah. a, it's a big gown. I don't know what this ball is going to be like, but I I will guarantee you that she is overdressed. Unless she's going to like the royal variety performance, she is overdressed for whatever. Unless going she's to. going to the royal wedding and she is the princess. She's uh, over, yeah. She's overdressed. She is, she is literally dressed like a princess. She's dressed for her own coronation. Yeah. 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 So the Nutcracker clip clops up on a horse and carriage. Yeah. Uh, I've just written down his large hat makes him look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> and, but Kate I, sees I, this yeah. and, and simpers to Clara, I'm going to the ball in a carriage. Yeah, Clara says, this isn't Cinderella. No one says you have to be home by midnight. And I strongly advise that you aren't. I'm telling you to have sex with a Nutcracker, Kate. I would say maybe do, do be home by midnight to have sex with him at your home. Yeah. I, strong, I strongly advise you have sex with this nutcracker Not at, in your house At the ball in front of everyone <laughs> so, And then, yeah, she, Clara is also going to the ball And they're like, well, bye Clara <laughs> Make your own way to the ball, idiot <laughs> See you there I guess See you there, be, clown I guess you'll get in your Prius or something Yeah, so <laughs> then they, they sit in total silence For the entire carriage ride over <laughs> So the Nutcracker presents Kate with enormous gaudy ruby earrings. Yeah. He says that they are the rubies from his hat 
I wonder how even it got him. I wonder how even he... though they're not, and we can see the rubies in his hat still. Yeah, we can still see that they're there, and also nothing here is plausibly rubies. How did he get them into earrings? Add that to his list of weird paranormal powers: jewelering. Yeah, jewelry magic. Um. Okay. Now the ball. Oh my god! The carriage pulls up. Okay, this Christmas carriage with a, a coronating queen in it. Yeah. And pulls up outside a maybe three or four screen cinema. <laughs> it's absolutely a local cinema. It is so clearly a cinema. The ball is in the cinema. It's got the. It's got that thing outside. I can't remember what it's called. You know that says the box all, office. The box. Oh, the marquee. It's, yeah, it's got a marquee. It's got a box office. It's a cinema. Mm. It's a small cinema. A small cinema. Yeah, no more than four screens. No. Um, we see Evil X Mark arrive just before they get there with his new squeeze <laughs> Tiffany and they are yep. enraged to see Kate and the Nutcracker arrive in splendour. Looking, looking so good and in splendour. Of course, it's uh, going to turn out that they're horrendously overdressed and actually Mark and Tiffany kind of nailed the vibe. Which, yeah, much yeah. more appropriately dressed for this holiday party in a cinema. So, um, yeah. The Nutcracker and Kate walk into what is very clearly a cinema access corridor <laughs> in, which, in which tables have been set up for dinner. It's, I've got a note here that just says the ceiling is so low. Yeah. Yeah, oh man. So the room is mostly staircases, like carpeted staircases that lead off to screen screens. <laughs> cinema screens. It's it's a liminal space, you know. It's a it's a room that you're it's a room that you pass through. Maybe like mm -hmm. there's a place where it looks like you could buy revels and then, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. sort of like get a pack of sour patch kids. Yeah, and then off to the off to the movies. Um it's got like a kind of conference center carpet. So there are two areas to the ball. There's this like entrance bit. Yeah. Kind of, and then there's where the actual ball is. Neither is impressive, yeah. but I think the actual ball is like the conference centre of a hotel or something, maybe. The, the way this is presented in-universe yeah. is like, this is the most impossibly glamorous event. It's like the highlight of the social calendar. Yeah. To even attend is an honour... Beyond measure. Uh, beyond, dis beyond description. It's indescribable, the magic of this provincial cinema... I feel bad rag ragging on the look of a, a low budget movie, but also like low budget doesn't have to mean that the something looks bad. It, it it looks terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but it it looks rubbish. Like I mean, at least if they'd like green screened a impressive background, you'd be like, oh, it's green screen, but it looks you know the background they have there looks like it's supposed to. Whereas this is a cinema that someone has staple gunned like snowflakes to the wall of. Yeah, it's got like strings of cheap lights trailing from the ceiling yeah, but they're not walk... even arranged artfully they're just dangling down yeah they're just like dangling like you have to like walk through them like like a bead curtain um but like everyone walks into this and gasps in awe and we get like sort mm -hmm. of you know lingering shots of the the decoration yeah it's like uh louis the 14th throwing a party at the uh, the palace of versailles it's it's presented in that kind of yeah that's how it's presented but it's like if someone said, I want you to remake The Great Gatsby, you have $100. Yeah, and a and hundred seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so we also see Kate's dress. It's a wedding dress. So mm -hmm. that's all there is to say about that. Um, yeah, the Nutcracker is dressed as a Nutcracker. One of the main attractions, though, at this <laughs> carnival of sights and sounds... <laughs> carnival of sensual pleasures. <laughs> ...is a silent auction. Yeah. You know that just because it's called a silent auction doesn't mean you have to be silent. So, so when you sign your name, you declare ownership of each Christmas basket? Yeah, I mean, you write your name at the bottom, and then you add the price that you would pay for it. And then at the end of the auction, 
the highest bidder wins. Oh, my dad would love this. It's a basket of cheese. Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? So the silent auction prizes are just small baskets of nutcrackers and soap and bits of cheese. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not impressive. They're these little baskets. But also... This film like fundamentally misunderstands what a silent auction is because it next to each next to each of these baskets is a clipboard with a piece of paper on it where people <laughs> write their name and their bid. And then they're not they're not hidden or anything. Just at the top of the paper it says please don't look at what everyone else has written. <laughs> so <laughs> what you could so you can just see what the person in front of you has bid how, and then you can just bid a dollar more. How does or a cent more? Yeah. How does this film fundamentally misunderstand silent auctions twice in two different ways? <laughs> yeah. Like, presumably, yeah, you bid what you think you would pay for it. And then if you are, if you have the highest bid at the end, you're the winner. Yeah. That's how a silent auction works. You don't yeah. see the other people's bids, right? Yeah, there's normally like a box, you know, like, like a sort of polling yeah. station. You, know, like you, you write it down and you put it write in it a down, box. You put it in a thing and then they, you know, they open them up and they're like, ooh, who, who, who won it? Yeah, but with this system, you, know, you could, fun. as someone in this film does do, wait until a minute before the auction closes, walk around and write one penny more than everyone else has written and win every auction. Yeah. So anyway, Kate Kate, Kate sort of moseys around. She doesn't put her name down for anything, probably because she doesn't want any of it. Because well, no, she it's puts just... her name down. She says, my dad would love this about a random basket of cheese. So she puts her name yeah, in for that. Bits of cheese and soap. Um, she also buys a raffle ticket for a trip. She doesn't buy a raffle. This film also fundamentally misunderstands raffles <laughs> because this there's a woman giving out raffle tickets to win a trip to Hawaii. Yeah. She gives she gives uh, Kate one, Rosa takes one, and then Justin takes like a whole roll of these tickets. No no money changes hands at any point during this transaction. Yeah, I would just it's take a, just I free. Just, I'd just lift up the whole roll I'll, of tickets. I'll have the roll, please. I'll have the roll all of right. tickets and also all Good. yeah. Yeah. Um, Kate sees a nutcracker in one of the gift baskets in this access corridor. Chip, uh, sorry, the nutcracker is furious. This nutcracker is from China and he is from Germany. So they are at war with each other. <laughs> I guess. Um, so then the film literally stops for about one second. Like it just everything goes black for one second mm -hmm. and then comes back. I think it's supposed to be a spot for an ad break. But, but they left it in the full but, version. Yeah, and it and it's like it honestly the film just is like like winks out of existence and then is resuscitated <laughs> one second later. It's really weird. Was pr production got shut down but then started up again. Yeah, it looks like a rendering error. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. A single frame of blackness. Yeah. No, it's more than a it's like a one second. So it's like Oh, because quite a long one. Yeah, it's though. like twenty-four frames of of right. nothing, no vi no visuals, no audio. It must be for an ad break, but it's just so abrupt and so jarring. It and yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Everyone takes their seats. Nutcracker and Kate. Yeah, they sit down at their table. Everyone's chatting about not the Nutcrackers not cracking. The table, Mark by and the his way, girlfriend. Is, a, is like a conference center table covered in black cloth. Yeah, there's no sort of ornamentation. There are three small candles on it. Yeah, everyone has a glass of flat fizz mark and his girlfriend tiffany join the woman who asked to be seated with her at the ball is nowhere to be seen <laughs> <laughs> so i guess okay. they didn't honor her request this is what's wild so kate and the nutcracker take a seat at this ball with every other character in the film yeah it's one of about five tables this ball is thinly attended <laughs> like the the amount of empty space it looks like it would be too quiet there's no like there would be no hubbub while you sort yeah. of 
sit and you'd have be a able drink to hear here. every conversation, yeah. every cough while you have dinner. Every not that anyone's having dinner. I don't. Cutlery. I never see any food go out. It's no, just, no. It's just like yeah, flat fizz. Um, also, you have to like you have to sit down with your ex boyfriend. Who's yeah. what is this seating this plan? Seating plan, right? Exactly. Like this ball is all being run by the woman from the dress shop. So presumably she did this on purpose to <laughs> k over. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. So so anyway, Tiffany and Mark take their seats at the same table. Tiffany asks the Nutcracker, "What's your exercise routine?" Because she's got a crush on him, like everyone else. Yeah, because he's so nut handsome and sexual. She says that his hands must hurt and begins to massage the Nutcracker's hands. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Mark <laughs> confides in Rosa that he may have made a mistake dumping Kate. Yeah. And we see Kate smile serenely as the Nutcracker moans and convulses <laughs> in a sexual way <laughs> as his hands are manipulated <laughs> by Tiffany. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the weird postmaster stares at the Nutcracker. She says, "My nephew is stationed in Germany right now. You're a little bit like him. He's he's a lemon zester. <laughs> he's a melon baller." <laughs> I was hoping he'd come home for the holidays, and the Nutcracker says, "Hey, maybe he'll surprise you." Oh, you should meet my niece. She's a cheese grater. <laughs> she's a cheese. She's a decorative toilet roll cover. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the dress shop owner on the mic the silent auction is closing in one minute and then the dancing will begin so the nutcracker goes off and writes on all the silent auction forms <laughs> like you can with this system so um, so he goes and does that but now it is time for dancing where does dancing take place? why? back downstairs in the cinema lobby of course there is not much room to waltz here in the cinema lobby Every, everyone else is having to do awkward little half steps to give Kate and Chip enough room to dance properly. Yeah, it's like so there are it's like twelve adults ballroom dancing around this very small bit of carpeted lobby. They make the mistake of showing it from above so you can see how like pokey it is. <laughs> but like because like the nutcracker is sweeping Kate off off her feet with his tremendous dancing. Everyone yeah, every, else is yeah, sort of pushed, pushed to the side. Pushed to the fringes of the room where they're all doing like awkward little shuffly half steps trying yeah. to dance. But also kind of looking adoringly and approvingly at the yeah. Sexual nutcracker who is winning the hearts and minds of the town. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's like about 30 people at this ball total. This mm-hmm. this ball could have been an email. <laughs> uh, the nut, yeah, so the nutcracker's dancing around. At the bar, Tiffany looks at the nutcracker and moans, I love a man in uniform. Yep. Um, the nutcracker says to Kate, even when someone's not there, it doesn't mean they're not with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in relation to... Uh, Clara's nephew Sadness over Clara's nephew Not making it home for Christmas And now Drum roll please Because With everyone holding The same drinks as before Mm -hmm. Mark stands To announce The winners Of the silent auction We have some Great items this year And uh Full disclosure Santa has asked me To bid on a few of them For him So I might Win a few baskets Okay And the winner of the cheese basket is Kate Holiday. Kate. Thank you. Oh, there's uh, some Parmigiano. Ah, the next item is a basket of Christmas games, DVDs, and popcorn, and the winner is Kate. Okay. So Kate, okay, we see that we see the first silent auction sheet. Um, 
So we're able to see that Kate has now is now on the hook to pay $145 for a basket of cheese. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see that. <laughs> this is, okay, what's so good? What's so good about this scene is that the nutcracker has gone round putting down large amounts of money for everything <laughs> so that Kate wins all the silent auctions. Uh-huh. In any other movie, this would be presented as a comic mishap because he is a nutcracker from a ballet universe and doesn't understand how silent auctions work. Or money. Or money, and Kate would give him a fond bollocking. However, in this movie, it is presented like a grand romantic gesture and Kate is swooning and everyone is looking at Kate with burning up with jealousy that she has a man who would go round and commit her to paying $145 for every basket. So one of these baskets is described, what's it described as? Christmas games, DVDs and popcorn. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) no price is too high. A box of DVDs. Got broken broken arrow on DVD (laughs) in here. This is... As well as Christmas games and popcorn. Twenty. What was yeah. this? Twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. DVDs. DVDs in twenty eighteen. Come on. So I, at the end of this, when she's won all these baskets, you see them surrounding her. I counted eight baskets. Yeah. At one hundred and fifty-ish a pop. That's twelve hundred dollars. She's she's out. Oh wow, that's pretty close to what <laughs> she's going to make after tax. <laughs> that's pretty close to what she lost on those <laughs> cookies yesterday. Yeah. yeah that's true. But Kate isn't like, oh, f- I have to pay for all these DVDs and cheeses and soaps. Yeah. She's just like <laughs> blushing and fanning herself. Well over market value for some cheese. <laughs> she, says, she says, I didn't know I would win so much. It's being presented like she's wi- she's winning something through like skill or luck. Yes. It's being she's presented just the one who's like paying a- the most money for the DVD of Broken Arrow and some popcorn. Yeah. And also like... It's everyone else is like, wow, cool. Oh, she did it. Isn't she it really co- did it. But wouldn't you, if you went to a silent auction and you didn't win anything because someone had put $145 down for every basket of crap, yeah. you'd be like, okay, kind of a dick move. But then no one, no one else gets anything. Then the raffle is drawn for the Hawaii vacation and the uh, oh ball organiser says, looks like someone is having a very nutty Christmas, like apropos of absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kate. She's won that, that as well. So she's won every silent auction thanks to the Nutcracker yeah. and the raffle thanks to nothing. Luck, I guess. The raffle, is, the raffle, I suppose, could be a genuine bit of good luck. But the, the, the silent auction is just the Nutcracker committing Kate to pay yeah. for which she is absurdly grateful. I know. And everyone claps and cheers. If I were at this silent auction... And I was I I didn't get any I didn't win any of the baskets and I lost the raffle. One person won every single thing. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be pissed off as well. And but mostly confused. I think I'd be in the car home just saying like, what's wrong with Kate? Why did she spend $150 on the DVD of Broken Arrow? Why did she pay $150 for all these baskets of soaps and nutcrackers? Soaps and cheese. And also, why was her date dressed like a nutcracker? <laughs> why was her date cracking nuts in his mouth? <laughs> The whole evening. Why did he have receded gums and white stringy hair? I don't know. So, like, it is really weird because there is a much more natural outcome for this scene, and I don't hate it, which would be that 
the Nutcracker and Kate have a falling out, a comic falling out over their fundamental misunderstanding of silent auctions and monies and stuff. Yeah, she's like, I'm down $1,200, you stupid Nutcracker. And yeah. then he's like... Don't you understand he goes money? The... And he'd be like, what is money? All I understand is the Mouse King. And that could be then... the germ of the idea that maybe he's the magical Nutcracker. But then the next day, he goes to the baker and he makes a load of cookies himself and he sells them and makes the money back. And she's like, wow, you do care. And, you know, but now she's just like, oh, great, I'll spend $1,200. She was on the phone to a credit card company yesterday trying to get a credit extension because she'd lost all her money on cancelled orders. Yeah. She will never financially recover from this. (laughs) I mean, they should. she's just lucky the Nutcracker didn't put down more. Well, also, why did he? He doesn't. We know he doesn't understand money. Why did he choose one hundred and forty-five dollars? To be fair, he gave her a pair of earrings with rubies the size of hen's eggs in them. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's fine. So yeah. So the next morning, uh, Kate wakes. Um, oh, by the way, they like. They, th- so they end their date uh, at back at home. Kate has laid all of her baskets out on her bed. Yeah. Um, uh, like, loads of them. Yeah, like like in a sort of heist movie where people are going to make love on a pile of money. <laughs> sort of, she was going to bang they, this sexual nutcracker on a pile of on, her silent on a, auction. On a pile of other baskets. nutcrackers. On a pile of D-Shrek 2 DVDs. <laughs> so, so anyway, then the, <laughs> then the nutcracker enters her bedroom. Yeah. He says, I just came to say goodnight. And then he goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. Hot. And everyone's like, woohoo! Getting pretty Hot. steamy in here. I like yeah. the way he said I came to say goodnight and then went to bed. Yeah. This movie is running up against the problem that being a Christmas TV movie, they can't sh- they can't actually do any love. Well, if you know the anatomy of a nutcracker, you'll know that to open its mouth, you need to sort of swing its groin back into it. <laughs> Into an unnatural position. So yes, I guess so, if you did want to kiss the Nutcracker, you'd have to sort of yoga him down on the floor. Yeah, you can't. Into you can't have shape. his. You can't have his mouth and groin <laughs> at the same time. Oh, uh, so she wakes up the next morning um, in her ruby earrings, delighted. She goes looking for the Nutcracker, but his room empty. Oh, no. The bakery, nine thousand cookies are still needed, but the Nutcracker is here doing something in the back room. That's right, he started early. He's made new cookies. Kate tastes one, and they're good. But she needs to know the story of the cookie. Yeah. Wow, that is a great cookie. I took three parts nut flour, white chocolate, caramel, and super fine sugar. So, what's the story of this cookie? The story is about a man who came to this country not knowing anyone and the kindness of a woman who brought him into her home. I call it the nut chip. <laughs> the nut chip. The nut chip. The nut, I call it the nut chip. <laughs> like, I can't imagine a worse name. Objectively the worst name for anything. I call it the nut chip. I call it the nut chip. (laughs) (laughs) The nut chip. What do you call this wonderful cookie? Well, (laughs) I had to think long enough. (laughs) Do you see? Because my name is Chip and I'm the nutcracker. (laughs) So, ergo... Nut chip. Nut chip. So Kate regards him impassively. <laughs> As you would if someone had just said the word nut chip in any context. Yeah. I love the nut chip, she says. On the nut chip. <laughs> <Don't leave laughs> <off. laughs> 
Uh, Rosa comes in. 3,000 cookies is their goal today. There's a baking montage. Nut the Nutcracker is helping. limits. I call it the nut chip. The nut, they call it the nut chip. Um, they're, they're baking. Kate is missing the timers going off because she's scoping out chips zone. Checking out his nut chip. Yeah, the school kids run in. They're clamouring for free cookies. Chip walks in and screams at them. <laughs> he shouts, Tension! Uh, and then he gives away a load of cookie soldiers. How and where yeah, were they? He gives away 3,000 cookies. <laughs> where were they making cookie soldiers? Where do they have the oven capacity? They're not just making cookies. They're making <laughs> all these other trees. Oh, in a previous scene, we saw them occupy the oven for like an hour just so that he could surprise her with a Christmas <laughs> bill <laughs> cookie. With a big cookie about this character Christmas bill that we've never seen or heard of. This cookie, this bakery can, can make about 12 cookies an hour, which isn't the capacity, doesn't have the scale to fulfil these orders. Maybe, maybe don't make things worse by making cookie soldiers and then giving uh, them away to children for free. Then we cut to the kitchen. It's the end of the day. The Nutcracker announces that they made 6,000 cookies today, which is impossible. <laughs> he suggests, seeing as they're ahead... They're not ahead. I don't see how they are ahead, but fine. I think he's lying. There's no way. He suggests, seeing as they're ahead, why not take a day off? And Kate yeah. grudgingly gives her employees what I'm pretty sure is Sunday the 23rd of December off work. <laughs> yeah. She, she's, she's like, like yeah, let's... Rose is like, oh, please, oh, please let us have a day off. And Kate says, I don't know, tomorrow is Sunday. Ah, oh, what the like, hell? I, Enjoy I, your Sunday the 23rd of December. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. T tomorrow is Sunday, traditionally Tr the day. Traditionally the day I work you any, hardest. Yeah, traditionally. You know, as in biblical times, when we would yeah. absolutely flay our employees in the cookie mind. Yeah. So there you go. So now we get another montage of their day off. We see the Nutcracker and Kate making a snowman. They sing in a choir. There's a punk pop version of Deck the Halls playing. Um, they go to a Christmas decoration store and the Nutcracker is scoping all the Nutcrackers there. They're all me, he shouts. Yeah, he makes like a very hard to read face. He might mm. be like sad. He might be proud. Maybe like Buzz Lightyear, he's just realised he's a toy. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of existential. I think so. I think he's had like a sort of mental break. Yeah, he sort of can't comprehend what he's seeing. Yeah, it does. It's like Westworld. He's like it doesn't look like anything. He's to had me. a mental nut crack. Yeah. So the montage ends with ice skating. Kate falls over, saying she's no good at ice skating, and the Nutcracker says that's because you're skating by yourself. Yeah. But then they, which is means nothing, and then they skate together. I don't know how she's good because she's doing it with the Nutcracker, but but she is. Yeah. Um, the skating goes on for a while, really eating up the runtime. They get a round of applause from this bunch of uh, rube yokels. Yeah, randos who have nothing better to do than to watch a man dressed as a nutcracker competently skate a bit. Yeah. Um, Santa, Mark, watches enviously. Yeah. He's not a better actor, says Tiffany, swooning. He's a better man. That's right. This this sexual nutcracker. So Yeah, so afterwards... Kate thanks him for everything and they finally kiss his mm -hmm. his jaw clamps down on her. <laughs> her skull splinters. <laughs> we see it. Finally the nutcracker strikes. <laughs> he slowly digests Kate over the year. He just chomps through her bones. <laughs> we see it in sort of sniper elite x-ray vision. <laughs> 
So can we do it again? He says, the movie Face the Black. Um, we cut to the nutcracker on a bench. Some kids run up. Who wants to see me crack nuts? He says. <laughs> Kate Lee. Kate Lee. They're going to meet later at the ballet. Yeah. Um, I don't know why local children are running up to him excited. Oh, no, wait. Because that's He's right, the because viral sensation. He's the viral sensation for his palm strength. For his nuts. Yeah. yeah. For his strong hands. So Kate goes to get ready for the ballet. Then she gets a notification while she's at home getting ready. It says, your house share has cancelled due to illness. What? Mm. She can't believe. Chronologically, this doesn't make sense because I think now we're like several days later than her house guest was supposed to show up. He was too ill to text. Right, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Your house share has died. The house share somehow got chomped up by some kind of big jaws. No one knows knows what happened, but he is very sick. So she goes downstairs... And she finds the key to her house still under the mat. Yeah. For the first time, it occurs to her that something strange might be going on about this sentient sexual paranormal nutcracker. <laughs> she hurries to the tent where Drosselmeyer gave her the yep. nutcracker. It's amazing to me that this is her first stop. Upon, re- <laughs> yeah. upon realising that this guy is not, in fact, her house share guest, she's like, well... The, well, the logical conclusion. I guess my nutcracker came to life. I guess my nutcracker became a sentient man. <laughs> Yeah, she goes to yeah. This film has like three locations, yeah. so so the, you know, they go. She, back, to go she to goes to where Drosselmeyer's tent was, but it's not there anymore. And a nearby rando shouts, "That crazy old man! He went back to Germany." Yeah. Uh, so Kate is confused. Cut to the ballet. You'd better believe it's in the same cinema lobby as before. <laughs> the, sh- the ballet is taking place in the cinema. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Nutcracker waits. Uh, Kate walks up to the snowman that snowman that they made. It is now very obviously made of plastic. <laughs> yeah, very, very obviously. Now she she throws its pipe to the floor, and she <laughs> she she drinks it, and she looks down. At her ballet ticket, which reads The Nutcracker, a holiday dance theatrical and contains no date or address information or barcode or anything. <laughs> you could photocopy this so easily, but it will be thinly attended, so I no love one would. The phrase, a holiday dance theatrical, so much because mm. it sounds like something for a minute. Until you think about the words. It's like you ran the words through a translator and then back again. A holiday dance theatrical. A, th- a uh, holiday da- okay, dance you've been, theatrical. Okay, look, you spend all year going to dance theatricals. Mm, yeah, that's me. This is a holiday yeah. dance theatrical. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I know what that is. I googled holiday dance theatrical and the phrase is present on no websites indexed by Google. So this is this is a new phrase they invented. It's a new medium. It's not yeah, ballet. It's a holiday dance theatrical. It's a holiday dance... We've moved beyond the form of ballet. This is a holiday dance theatrical. Do you, do you think like, they meant to write a holiday dance spectacular? I think they, or a theatrical dance I think they meant experience? to write a ballet, the Nutcracker. <laughs> the ballet, the Nutcracker. Yeah. But again, the screenwriter was in the next room writing this in yeah. real time. Yeah. So he was just like, uh, holiday dance. Holiday um, dance. No, wait, the a theatrical. Oh, wait, wait, oh, a theatrical. Whatever. Holiday a, dance theatrical. A holiday, theatrical, holiday dance theatrical. Uh, no, wait, I'm not finished. Oh, you're filming it. It's filming. It's happening now. Okay. All right. No, the, yeah, the, uh, our department's already got it. Yeah. So Kate, making it. Kate shows up and finds the Nutcracker, but unfortunately it's not the happy meeting that she hoped for. She, she, she storms past the Nutcracker and grabs a program. Ha, your name's not even in here, whatever your name is. Kate, I can see you're upset. Oh, you bet I'm upset. We need to talk. Oh, what do you want to talk about? How you lured your way into my house? And then I even hired you at my bakery. And you could have been employee of the month. But you know what? Not now. Not ever. Because you can't be trusted. Kate, what's going on? 
You want to know what's going on? There was a house share guest that didn't show up, but somehow you did. I never lied to you. So after realizing that this man isn't her house share guy, and in fact... Isn't alive. Yeah. She then goes to meet him at the ballet as planned. Yeah. After this conversation, they take their seats. (laughs) Kate, he's an alive nutcracker. At best... He's an alive sentient nutcracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, worst, that's the dream scenario. The dream that's scenario. That's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is he's some kind of murderer. Yeah. Who has has been grooming you to kill and you? She's like, I'm furious. I don't know anything about you. How sinister what you've done. Anyway, I think we're yeah. in D five and six. So if we yeah. just scooch past these. <laughs> so, sorry, yeah. sorry. 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 Yeah. Sit down. Sorry. Yeah. I've got I've got one program. We can share it. Yeah. We can share it. Um. I didn't pick up any revels. I've got this box of Sour Patch Kids though. So they sit down for the holiday dance theatrical. Um, the, the other note I have here is that the woman sat behind the nutcracker does not flinch as he takes his seat wearing a foot-high soldier's hat <laughs> topped with a gigantic feather. Um, that he will not take off. That he will not be taking off. Uh, Kate says, we'll talk about this after the show. And then we cut to what looks to me like phone footage of a real ballet. <laughs> It's it's taking place on a stage much larger than this building could yeah. accommodate. Yeah. It's lit completely differently. It is, in fact, the Nutcracker Ballet, and we get scenes of it, and it like cuts back and forth between the ballet or like shaky phone footage of someone filming the real <laughs> ballet. Probably someone from this production who snuck in yeah. with their phone. Snuck in a phone camera. <laughs> snuck in a phone camera to get some B-roll. Uh, and yeah. it kind of cuts between that and Kate's tearful face. Um, as, as she has nutcracker flashbacks yeah and as the, as the ballet plays out Kate pieces together that the story unfolding on stage is a lot like that of the nutcracker in her house the only explanation yeah. being that this is a real nutcracker who's come alive yeah we basically see the whole ballet um, the nutcracker looks shamefaced Kate holds his hand as it climaxes the ballet <laughs> I mean <laughs> she holds his hand as the ballet climaxes sure Ev- everyone applauds they walk out of the theatre together and she's like well, needless to say, you're a sentient sexual nutcracker. She says, were you ever going to tell me that this isn't... <laughs> you're a nutcracker who came to life. <laughs> I tried, baby. When were you going to tell you me... you got to believe me. When were you going to tell me that you're an alive nutcracker? <laughs> <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> he replies, it's the most real I've ever been. Um... He offers to walk her home. She says that she can walk herself. She has calmly yeah. accepted the truth <laughs> and leaves. That nutcracker came to life and became a man. Yeah, became a sexy man. Mm. Okay, the next day at work, a miserable Kate regards the blackboard. She's sad. Yeah. Uh, the truck will be here in a few hours. She erases the one day to Christmas to say zero days to Christmas, which can't be true because that would mean it that was would Christmas. That mean it's Christmas. This, honestly, I had to keep going back through my notes and, and changing what day everything was <laughs> happening on until I eventually realised there was no point because the film isn't keeping track. It's so incoherent. So it's Christmas, it is Christmas Eve now. Yes. Right. A thousand cookies are still needed for the troops. Um, Kate erases the happy face from the blackboard. Uh, Justin and Rosa are hating this awful energy in the room. Yeah. The door jingles. It's the Nutcracker in full Nutcracker regalia. He's here to he's here to finish the last day of his poorly paid job at the bakery. She tells him the Nutcracker that he can't be here. It hurts too much. You want me to leave? He asks. Well, you're already gone. She says. Yeah. 
uh, crushing scenes of emotional devastation. Yeah, he says, I'm not leaving, at least not yet. Not until I keep you safe from the Mouse King. And then he goes and stands in the street outside the bakery, standing silent vigil. Yeah, he takes up a sort of military post. Uh, Peering out of the window, Rosa notices that this man is stood stock still outside his girlfriend's place of work and smiles Mm -hmm. warmly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Holding a sword. Yeah. Um, Justin comments that he's been standing there for over an hour. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't want to leave her. He's a romantic, is Rosa's explanation. Justin goes out there. He says, you can't keep standing out here, my guy. Um, The Nutcracker says, the Mouse King is coming. I can sense him. Another normal (laughs) sentence from the Nutcracker. Justin nods and smiles warmly. (laughs) Justin says, the Mouse King is probably not coming. (laughs) Which is... Funny counterpoint. The Mouse King is probably, probably not, coming. not coming. It would be so good if at the end of this movie the Mouse King appeared, like a legit sort of big budget Thanos CGI yeah. Mouse King rose like up from a Like a Bloodborne crack. boss. Yeah, yeah. Like like the Rat King. It's yes. a bunch of mice's, mouses' tails tied together. Yeah, you don't want to see his phase two transformation. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His second health bar extends oh. <laughs> above his head. That'd be so good. But that's oh, not yeah. going to happen. Um, So, Rosa finds Kate crying in her office. He's not real. He seemed pretty real to me. No, you don't understand. He's a toy. Oh, and you're done playing with him? Like a decoration. Yeah, he's incredibly good looking. No, you don't get it. He's the wooden nutcracker come to life. So? You had something magical and you just kicked him out of the store? We all thought you changed. You were enjoying the holidays and singing and dancing and ice skating. <laughs> I'm sorry if none of that felt real to you. Did. What you had with Chip was more real than what most people ever get. Okay, Andy, let's talk about that so. Yeah. That so? So? so so what so what he's so, a nutcracker come to this, life this is a nutcracker who came to life so you had something magical with that nutcracker that came to life it's a nutcracker who came to life so yeah so what so i think that's normal i don't care <laughs> why why are you telling me this? sleep with him it's yeah. why are you why are you focusing on the fact that a nutcracker came to life and all of the terrifying implications for for your worldview that that holds and and not focusing on the fact that you're not kissing him anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely wild that that is the thing she focuses on. It's like, oh, yeah, so I, I bought a car yesterday. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, you bought a car. That's that's cool. What? Who did he buy it off? Um, well, it was... Satan. Um, yeah, I bought, I bought the car from Satan. And you're like, okay, well, did you get a good deal? Pretty good. Like, no, not did you get a good deal. <laughs> yeah. I bought a car from Satan. You saw Satan? What was he? What did he say? Well, he said, I've got a great deal for you on this mid-range hatchback. Just sign here. (laughs) Yeah, so I bought the car. And I'll tell you what, it's been giving me no trouble whatsoever. Mm. Bought it from Satan. (laughs) Cool, all right, I must check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Just off my way. You're focusing on the wrong part of that story. Exactly. Rosa. So later, an off-the-clock Mark, the ex, is sitting at a bar and he finds the nutcracker there. I mean, a bar... Is uh, sure. It's a really weird-looking bar. Well, it looks like the cafe of a swimming pool. <laughs> That's because it's that. <laughs> uh, he finds the Nutcracker there sinking cherry sundays. Yeah. Um, the Nutcracker tells Mark that Kate has told him to sling his hook. 
Um, then the Nutcracker snarls, the Mouse King is coming, mm-hmm. and says, when he does, I'll be ready to fight him. Yeah. Then Mark tells the barkeep that this guy thinks he's the real Nutcracker and pays him to keep him distracted while he goes to win Kate back. So, That's right. Yeah, so basically, Mark the Evil X is going to try and win Kate back and has distracted the Nutcracker. Mm. So Kate runs out of the bakery looking for the Nutcracker. She's asking around. We get a shot where she shouts the Nutcracker's name and we hear that. But in the shot, there's a choir mouthing wordlessly. Yeah. So they haven't included wow. the sound, the digetic sound of the choir. Wow. But you can you can hear Kate shouting for Chip the Nutcracker. Even though they do have that choir audio from, early, yeah. from several earlier scenes. But they didn't include the choir audio. So either that was a mistake or the choir is meant to be silently mouthing the words of carols but not producing any sound. Yeah, it's a silent choir. Maybe there was a council yeah. complaint and they were like, all right, well, we'll just mouth it. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> wordlessly mouth. Wordlessly mouth hymns. It's honestly terrifying. It's cre- It's one of the creepiest images I've seen is a, a choir in full voice with no sound coming out. Actually, I'm picturing it now. Yeah. yeah. Horrifying. If you missed this, if you've watched it, go back and watch it. It's weird. Oh my, I missed I missed this and I'm going to I'm going to go back and watch mm. it. Kate is trying to find the nutcracker, so she's not there. She looks up his climbing tree. He's not up there either. I would check local but, hospitals. Yeah. Um but she doesn't. Uh, back at the bar, the Nutcracker is enthralling locals with his tales of being stuck in a forest. He's yelling a lot and swinging his sword, as usual. Um, out of the gazebo, Mark catches up with Kate and says, I made a mistake. Will you take me back? Then cut two. the cookie delivery truck arrives. That's right. You're not going to believe the name of the trucking company. <laughs> They're called Mousel and Sons Trucking. It's two guys with glued on moustaches. That are so, <laughs> so, so bizarre. They don't look like bad makeup moustaches. They look like joke shop moustaches. Joke shop moustaches, yes. Um, yeah. However, there is a problem with the delivery. Mm. Oh, good you're here. Uh, the cookies are ready to be loaded. We have no time to spare. We don't load the cookies. It's not our job. We just drive the truck. Okay, fine. We'll load the cookies. No, no, no. You can't load the cookies. It's a union truck. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. You should have thought about this ahead of time. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Unless you're a member of the union, there's not much you can do. Let me guess, you have a special on membership? Actually, we do. It's a special Christmas membership. $5,000. You're kidding. You're shaking me down on Christmas Eve? So Kate is appalled at this union activity. Exactly. This movie finally has its villain, a workers' union. (laughs) A workers' union. So this film is so anti-labor. I know. So uh, back at the bar, the nutcracker looks out of a window and he sees the truck by the bakery, but a lamppost obscures some of the letters, so the writing on the side of the truck says Mouse King. Instead of Mausel and Sons trucking, it it says says Mouse King. Mouse King. Does he think the Mouse King has a Mouse King truck? But yeah, and presumably oh, if he moves his... here in his traditional Mouse King truck. <laughs> and of course, the second he moves his head, he'd be like, oh, it doesn't say Mouse King at all. Yeah. Oh, it uh, says it Mouse King. But, no, but no, no, he doesn't say that. Instead, he's like, oh, it's on, mother yeah. oh, the he ma- seems to say. Yeah, time to throw down with the Mouse King. as he's... Also, like, he talks about the Mouse King as if he fights him every Christmas. Yeah. So it's a, it's they're locked in perpetual combat. So why doesn't he see this truck and be like, well, it says Mouse King, but the Mouse King doesn't. Mouse King the Mouse King doesn't, doesn't drive a truck. Mouse King yeah. doesn't drive or, a small van. Or the next bit where 
the Nutcracker runs up to the Mausel brothers, brandishing his sword, yeah. and they go, oh, I'm sorry, you appear to be two human men. I thought you were the singular mouse king. But yeah, but now I see you're just two, two human men. Yeah, but then, but he says, get away from her, mouse king. I will fight you, mouse king. Yeah. So he's waving- To these two confused men. He's waving his sword around. Um, Kate sees that they are afraid of this man brandishing a oh stick. Oh my God. Um, sees an opportunity to smash a union uh, yeah. and offers the two men an ultimatum. She says, either you're going to put my cookies on your truck and deliver them, or I'm going to let my nutcracker go to town on you. <laughs> what, does, what, what would that look like? What is she imagining? What is she imagining will happen? I don't know. Maybe she's... he's going to run them through the wooden sword. He's going to cr- crunch their bones <laughs> up in his pitiless mouth. <laughs> jump, jump, jump. I don't, I don't know. Just I guess, go to town on I you. I guess she's probably just thinking that he's going to like hit them with his stick until they're dead. Until they die. Until they die of their injuries. The men are, t- are terrified. Yeah. On and on pain of of a beating yeah. of getting their ass kicked up and down the house by the Nutcracker. So. They stand back and the locals all band together to load the truck in a big line. What's so funny to me about this is that the ultimatum that given to Mausel and Sons is you're going to put my cookies on your truck and deliver them or else. And then it cuts to the whole town loading the cookies onto the truck. So yeah, right. Mausel yeah. and Sons just didn't do that bit. <laughs> they were like, it's still against union rules for us to load this truck, but we won't stand in your way yeah. if you get others to do it. Well, maybe they cut. A, maybe there was a negotiation that they cut from the movie, like... Mm. Put my cookies on your truck and deliver them. Or my nutcracker will go to town on you. And it's like, okay, how about you go to town on just one of us, and we only have to deliver yeah. them? Yeah, deal. Yeah, deal. All right, he can go to town on the little one. And then he absolutely goes to town on the little one. <laughs> and then he just, yeah, like eating a corn on the cob, he just strips the flesh from his bones <laughs> <laughs> with his pitiless mouth. Yeah. So, so the whole town helps load the cookies. No one has anything better to do on Christmas Eve. Yeah. The Nutcracker says that he was at the bar with Mark. So Mark is caught in his lie. Yeah. Everyone boos. You're the worst Santa ever, says a kid. Um, his Christmas kingdom crumbles as he's run out of town on a rail. Angry children tear his hat and beard and chase him <laughs> away. And then... An- <laughs> <laughs> And then, he's, and then he's imprisoned inside a wicker nutcracker and burned. <laughs> and then an alarmed woman says, "Uh oh!" But Mark was going to read the Christmas story tonight, and it's like, can he? <laughs> Mark's the only person in town who can read. <laughs> also, presumably, what are we going to do? Presumably, he can still do that. It's like he can't do that now because he's dead. He was run like, out of town on a rail. What? Why? For because- lying about seeing the nutcracker. What? How would the townspeople understand the nuance of that lie? (laughs) Well, it's fine because they have a replacement. Of course. The Nutcracker. We cut to him in front of the children at night. He's reading the Nutcracker. He says, he's reading, sorry, the night before Christmas. He says, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. Not even the... He can't can't do it. He can't say the words. The words catch in his throat when asked to say the word mouse. (laughs) Like bitter poison. (laughs) So yeah, <laughs> kid's probably missing Mark right about now. <laughs> uh, Kate takes over. She changes the, some of the words to be about sexual nutcrackers. <laughs> <laughs> the children are hating it. <laughs> Just read it normally, <laughs> says one. <laughs> I'll tell you what was stirring all through the house. <laughs> My <laughs> loins. <laughs> My stockings were hung by the chimney with care. <laughs> uh, we cut to Kate's I, I home. I will soon be Saint Nicholas. <laughs> Oh God! So the case, her and her and the Nutcracker are again blasted on Nog. 
So they're yeah, they're drinking like eggnog together. Um, yeah. The lights go out because of wind. She goes to get candles, and she comes back, and the Nutcracker is stood erect in the lounge, having lit some <laughs> lit some already. So add so, that to his powers. Add that to his list of powers. He can fill a room magically with candles. <laughs> Pyrokinesis. They cuddle on the sofa. They talk of what they learned from each other. Kate says, I wish you could stay here with me. Uh, she says that she's learned from him about slowing down and enjoying her life. Yeah. And then she falls asleep. Well, yeah, the clock chimes midnight. They hold hands and she leans on his shoulder and then she sort of passes out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's not like she drifts off into a peaceful sleep. She's it's like, like oh. she's been drunk. <laughs> she's like... Oh. <laughs> She falls dead asleep, and when she wakes, the Nutcracker is gone. But yeah, the Nutcracker... In, in his place, a cushion that looks like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> On the table, though. On the table, though, is the toy Nutcracker. And in front of the Nutcracker, a blue post-it note that reads... At your service, which is the thing he said to her a few times in the movie. And on uh -huh. the back it says, see you next, Xmas. Yep. Here's my question. How and when did he write that? Exactly. <laughs> as he was turning back into a nutcracker. So, so did... How did he get on the table? Did he climb on the table as a human and then <laughs> yeah. shrink? Is it a quick transformation or does it take... Is it, it, it must take a while because he was able to write... hour. <laughs> <laughs> It's sort of it's like bones. American werewolf in London. crack and lengthen. In e his elongating bones. <laughs> Shatter. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a long thing. He was able to write a note while it was happening. Uh, yeah, okay. So so anyway. He comes back once a year. It's like, um, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean, like Orlando Bloom as captain of the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. He can, he can visit the mortal world once a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, to like impregnate his wife. Yeah, to romance yeah. a Kate. Kira Knightley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Kate invites Clara around for Christmas dinner. It's Christmas Day. Yeah, it's Christmas Day now. She goes straight to Clara, she invites her around for Christmas dinner. Then she goes to Ginger's house. I've written, who, who the f*** is Ginger? <laughs> the dress lady. Oh! Who was running the... She was running the ball right, as well. okay, fine. Yeah, she's got the basket of Shrek DVDs. <laughs> and she says, Christmas dinner at my house, one o'clock. I assume you don't have any plans <laughs> on here today on Christmas. Then she goes to Rosa's house. Rosa opens the yeah. door wearing a novelty green Christmas full-body onesie. Yeah. And inside, behind her, Kate spies Justin wearing the same thing. Inside the house. Yeah, inside the house, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. You're not the only one to find love this Christmas. Um, and then Kate says, oh, I'm God, you guys are going to love Hawaii and places a lay around Rosa's neck. That's right, she's giving them the tickets. What? Okay, what's the timeline here on this Justin-Rosa relationship? Because we know that they're not an item mm -hmm. several days ago. Here are the sticking points for me. Mm -hmm. If it was like, if, she sh if Kate showed up at Rosa's house and it was like, oh, looks like you got with Justin last night, fine. Yeah. I would have no problem with that. I wish the two of them well. However... Justin puts his hand, arm around Rosa and says, you're not the only one who found love. So he's, yeah, he's, and he's using the word love the morning yeah. after. And and they're wearing identical novelty onesies. Fitting novelty onesies. So like, he, he all but pats her, her belly and says, we'll be expecting a Christmas miracle of our own. It's like that level of yeah. like presumptuousness from Justin. I know. It's like, who was not, they were not a couple a day ago. And now he's like, 
we too have found love this Christmas. Yeah. And Rosa's like, uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was just a... I was pretty blasted on Nog. Yeah, I thought bro. we just had a, a fling. Okay, fine. Yeah. Kate says, Christmas dinner, one o'clock, my house. Um, they are like, fine, we don't have any plans here on Christmas Day. And then then Kate says, I got to find a turkey. She doesn't even have a turkey. Yeah, I it's would, Christmas Day. I would secure the turkey before inviting like 15 people round. Uh, but anyway, we cut to Christmas dinner. What she gets? We see her getting back from the supermarket with a turkey and some turkey, other things. Yeah. Good luck. What? Okay, that's going to take at least four hours to cook. Yeah. Uh, this has got to be at least like ten or eleven a.m. Yes. by now. It's... By the time she's gone around everyone's house and gone to the supermarket, which is open on Christmas Day, she should have started started on this turkey last night. But instead, she had to have romantic eggnog. Yeah. With a sentient with nutcracker. A sentient nutcracker. How selfish. Yeah. So um, the Alexa thing starts playing the Nutcracker Ballet and mm-hmm. with hope in her heart Kate runs to the door and into the arms of a tall uniformed man You came back <laughs> Like I promised my aunt Have we met? I brought a guest This is my nephew, Eric He surprised me this morning uh, Merry Christmas I didn't have a chance to change I flew out all night from Germany Didn't want to disappoint Aunt Clara <laughs> Germany? I'm so glad you made it. It just wouldn't be the same if you weren't here. Even when someone's not there, it doesn't mean they're not with you. Oh my God, that's that's the thing that the Nutcracker that's the thing said. That the nutcracker said, and he is sort of dressed like a Nutcracker, this guy, because he's in like dress uniform and he didn't have time to change out of it when he came from Germany, which is also where the Nutcracker came from. Oh my gosh, it's like he's the Nutcracker. Yeah, also this guy is about 24. Yeah. Kate is a, probably twice his age. Yeah. Then Ginger arrives with seven children. Yeah. Um, these, are, these are way more children than she had earlier. Yeah. <laughs> they don't appear to be any, they don't appear to be any more parents attached to these children. Looking at the ages of the children, I think it's impossible that Ginger gave birth to them all. Yeah. Because some of them are very sort of similar ages. Earlier on, we saw her with three children. Now she has like eight. Now she has them multiplying. So I don't know. She fed them after midnight. Yeah. So they're all here. Um, Kate sees uh, Clara's nephew, the military German man, uh, he he does a nut with his spare hands. Yeah, he effortlessly and... <laughs> cracks a nut in his palm. Yeah, Kate can barely contain herself. Uh, then he pulls her chair out for her and says, at your service. Yeah. Cut to after the meal, they're washing up, and Kate says, it's been a fun Christmas. Yeah. She goes through to the living room, and Eric, the new nutcracker man, stands up. Yeah. He's bought her a thank you present for being such a good friend to her aunt. It's not wrapped, he says, but he hands it over. It's a nutcracker. That's right. He says, the man who sold it to me insisted I give this to you. And it turns out it was from old man Drosselmeyer himself. <laughs> and he's, and there's a there's a message from Drosselmeyer, which is always remember Christmas is a magical time. Your friend Randolph Drosselmeyer. Uh-huh. A nutcracker is a terrible gift to give someone. And it is a appalling <laughs> gift to bring someone from Germany that you don't really know very well. It's a huge yeah. use of precious suitcase space. Also, it's a bad gift to give when the nutcrackers you sell turn into human men. Because <laughs> now you're going to have two of them running around. Okay, so the like the multiple nutcracker ending to this film is really troubling to me. The film is basically finished, so let, let's wrap well, it up. Okay, yeah, let's wrap, okay, let's wrap so, up the movie and then we'll get into it. So uh, the off-brand Alexa starts playing Christmas carols. Everyone sings along. Um, they say, come on, Kate, join in singing. She says, at your service. And then from the mantelpiece, um, the Nutcracker watches um, 
I think he, he's supposed to wink, but it looks like his eye twitches. Yeah. Like he's watching this unfold and he's like, just you wait. Well, yeah, he's watching it helplessly as, as, as Eric effortlessly seduces his one true love, literally yeah. like six hours after he transformed back into a... He's got a whole year of this. Yeah, so his eye twitches. And this is like the perfect setup for the sequel, um, Nutcracker 2, The Nut Cracks Back or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's good. Where it's like a slasher movie. Yeah, absolutely. With so... Yeah. It would have been so easy for this movie to end in a way that doesn't raise more questions than it answers. And all you would yeah. have to do is not have the post-it note that says, see you next Christmas. Because then it would be like, okay, she had this wonderful magical experience with this nutcracker, yeah. and now he's a nutcracker again. But now we know that the nutcracker can see everything, is is alive in nutcracker form. And we know he's coming back. Yeah, still in love with Kate to find her with a stand-in nutcracker. Yeah, there is also a third nutcracker there's, in there's play. Another nutcracker in play. <laughs> this next and Christmas it be a is problem. going to be absolute chaos. It wouldn't be a problem if it wasn't a nutcracker from the specific nutcracker seller who sells the nutcrackers that come to who life. Who sells the the men nutcrackers? The real life men nutcrackers. <laughs> It was vanishingly unlikely she would get another nutcracker from that man. The situation when Kate comes downstairs next Christmas morning, she's going to wake up next to Eric. She'll be like, oh, uh, darling, uh, what, what do, you, do you want coffee? I was going to go make some. And he'll be like, oh, I might just have a lie and read my book. She'll go downstairs, yeah. find two nutcrackers presumably fighting down there because one of them is the nutcracker from last christmas and the other one is eric's nutcracker who presumably fights on the side of eric yeah well he's wearing a different colored uniform he's in blue yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're yeah, mortal yeah, enemies yeah, yeah. that's the best case scenario the worst case scenario is she wakes up in bed next to eric she rolls over and all his bones have been cracked <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh by two nutcrackers yeah, because wait a, a minute, these teeth marks. A nutcracker's first allegiance is to the cause, and the cause is defending Cracking. Kate from the Mouse King. Yeah. They would identify Eric as an agent of the Mouse King and crack some him kind like of so many king. nuts. Or Mouse Kings. Yeah, there may be a Mouse there King be... or Mouse Kings in this bed. <laughs> yeah. Let's crack him. So, yeah, so it's going to go all like Eli Roth. Yeah. And, yeah. It would be so easy for this movie to not have ended with the strong implication that next Christmas there's going to be a three-way Nutcracker Battle Royale. <laughs> nutcracker Carnage. With a, a confused man who doesn't understand why he's being attacked by Nutcrackers. Yeah. And two warring Nutcrackers. He'd be like, well, I just, I just bought a Nutcracker. By then they could be married, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it no. is... Yeah, it's going to be total anarchy. Mm-hmm. So that's a very nutty Christmas. That's a very nutty Christmas. It is... As described? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, there were lots of nuts in it. Yeah, it was certainly nutty. Yeah, it was a very nutty Christmas. Every, I think my takeaway is that everyone was too okay with the concept of a nutcracker turning into a real man. Yeah, um, and also you shouldn't be allowed to run around dressed as a nutcracker, waving your sword around, and ranting about the Mouse King just because mm -hmm. you have cheekbones. <laughs> if you take anything away from this film, yeah, it should be. It should be the, the cheekbone. It should be you're listening. It should be the recipe for the nut chip. Yeah, oh, I could go for a nut chip. I right could now. go for a nut chip or two. Yeah, I call it the nut chip. The nut chip doesn't come back in the plot, does it? No, the nut chip doesn't come the back. Nut in chip the chip is nothing. They could have easily not called it the nut chip and not had not done that. Yeah, the military got their cookies though. So I guess we don't see it, but and the I guess 
the navy really put one over on the army by their their men having an additional half a cookie each. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny that they got the exact number of cookies for the number of like people stationed there. Whereas yeah. at, Chris- at Christmas, like maybe lots of them would like be with their families or have leave, but the families yeah. don't get at a cookie. <laughs> Yeah, up on Pandora, the general bites into his cookie yeah. in his avatar form. Mm, delicious. He's distracted and Jake Sully is able to drop from the trees and garrote <laughs> his throat. <laughs> and then his son his son makes friends with a whale. <laughs> don't, don't, when we've been going this long, don't you make me talk about avatar. <laughs> okay, fine, okay. Let me read you an email. Yes, please. Thank you very much, Giles, who sent us in this uh, email. It's concerning Santa's weather machine. Giles says, Andy and Luke, as I recently learned, there are actually provisions in the Geneva Convention about weather manipulation. They are largely (laughs) theoretical since that technology doesn't exist yet in our world, but I believe that Santa's fantastical weather machine would be considered a war crime. So thanks thanks for that clarification. Good to know that legally legally we do have clarity on Santa's actions and um, Ali's implementation. Santa would be tried in the Hague. He would be, yes. Yes. Yeah. And he would earthquake his way out of any prison. <laughs> oh, amazing. Excellent email. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Giles. If you want to email the podcast, then you can email using the email address in the traditional way mm. at momcantcookpod at gmail.com. You can also get Mum Can't Cook merch. It's it's too late for Christmas because this goes out on Christmas Day. But hey, yep. why not treat yourself in the new year? New year. Maybe you got some you. Christmas money. Maybe you want a yeah. maybe you want a fanny pack with a dolphin on it. Maybe you want a fanny pack with a dolphin on it. Who would Maybe that's the energy you want to bring into 2024. And who wouldn't, who wouldn't? want to do that? Who wouldn't? It's the energy yeah. I'm going to be hoping to bring. Uh, so yeah, Mum Can't Cook Store is the URL there. And we are not going to be back in a fortnight. That's We're right. We're taking a little Christmas break for ourselves. So we'll be skipping one regular Mum Can't Cook episode, um, the one that would have gone out on the 8th of January. And we'll be back on the 22nd with a brand new DCOM. Uh, if you are a member of our Patreon, our Mom Can't Cook Extra Helpings members, uh, over on patreon.com forward slash MCC, we'll be running those episodes as normal, um, so you'll still be able to get your Mom Can't Cook fix during our short break. Yep, that's just a break so that Andy and I and everyone involved in the Mom Can't Cook expanded universe can go have a lovely holly jolly holiday and mm-hmm. um, sample all the sweet nut chips they want. And, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, hey... If you don't feel that you can last that long with no mum can't cook, then maybe now is the perfect time to head on over to patreon.com forward slash extra helpings, uh, where we are recapping so weird on the on the off weeks. It's a, a whole bonus feed of podcasts. And by now we have a pretty substantial backlog. So, yeah, there's plenty of binge listening for you there over on Patreon. A Christmas gift to yourself if you consider it a gift to know an awful lot about the 1999 Disney Channel original TV show, So Weird. And I do. I do. Yeah, I, I do. I genuinely do. It's a great time. So yeah, maybe head over there and check it out. But we will be back on the 22nd of January with Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior from 2006. Hell yes! I love Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. It's a great one. I will now read you the description. Wendy Wu has only one thing on her mind, winning the crown as this year's homecoming queen. But the arrival of a mysterious young Chinese monk (laughs) named Shen flips her whole world upside down. As if juggling homework, a hottie boyfriend, and fierce competition for homecoming queen isn't enough, now she's got to seriously train her mind, body, and spirit in all things kung fu. Will Wendy discover her own inner warrior and learn what's really important in life? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it is answer. a uh, it is a starring role 
for decom royalty brenda song yeah so so after the short shrift she was given yeah in uh the ultimate christmas present exactly. it's time for a, a powerhouse song performance it felt like the right thing to do to do wendy mm. Wu homecoming warrior so yes we will see you after the break thank you very much for listening to this happy holidays yeah. wherever and how and however you are celebrating yeah hope you're having a peaceful restful uh festive period thank you for joining us this year we'll see you next year for more Mum can't cook. Yeah, take it easy, gang. Yeah. Catch you in 2024. All right, I need to go and release Komodo Mayo into the woods. Yeah. No, they're... Um, they'll, be, they'll be fine. They'll find their way. Well, once they've been in captivity, they'll leave. <laughs> they can't survive that. They can't survive that. We'll have to retrain them. All right, come on in here, you two. I've got a basket full of DVDs of Shrek 2 and Broken Arrow. I think Komodo would rather be in the woods, probably. <laughs>